Hello and welcome to the Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. And today we have a very special guest returning. That's right. It's Brandon Crump <laughs> from the Arnold Fans or uh, Arnold Vado News Podcast. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Oh, like I come you on. hold out like there's a Your studio audience. It's fantastic to be here. It's ice <laughs> to see you. Very yeah. fitting. Very fitting. I'm trying. I'm trying to get them in there, but it's perfect. It's perfect yeah. for this because yeah. we decided that we're like, you know what we got to do. Well, Brandon at first level, like I'm like, dude, Brandon likes Batman just as much as us, so we got to have him oh. on and talk about Batman because that's like literally like 50 percent of what our podcast is <laughs> happens to be Batman. So oh, I, I, I even. I was flipping through all our old episodes and I was just looking at how many episodes just had Batman in the title or something Justice League like. And it was like, yeah. holy crap, there's so many of them. Oh my God. Well, that's awesome. And that's why your podcast one of the greatest, you know. Oh, you're too kind. Hey, you, you gotta, know, you gotta like Batman. And you have to like Batman too. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, uh, but that's why we're here to talk about Batman. I know, and I asked, I don't know, whatever, whatever the last podcast we did together, I asked Brandon, I'm like, dude, we gotta come on, you gotta talk all about Batman, we'll talk a movie. And Brandon's like, dude, let's talk Mask of the Phantasm. I'm like, ah, we did that a year ago or so, so, I mean, not, ah. saying, not saying I couldn't it's do it not. again, but, <laughs> you know, it's like, eh, let's yeah. kind of do that. And then we're like, well, what other Batman movie you talk about? And we're like, oh, well, let's do Batman, Mr. Freeze, and Sub-Zero, because that's a really cool movie that kind of is like a hidden gem. It is, actually, yeah. And it's actually rated, rated higher than Mask of the Phantasm on Rotten Tomatoes. Not that you should necessarily listen to Rotten Tomatoes, but it's on there rated <laughs> higher somehow. You know? Yeah. You wanted more, and it's here. Batman and Mr. Freeze, Sub-Zero. Deep within the frozen Arctic. Nora! The love of Victor Freeze was shattered. There aren't any deceased donors that match. Then we'll have to use a live donor. Hi, Dad. Sorry I'm late. Hang on. <gasps> An all-new feature-length adventure. Batman animation beyond anything you've seen before. Let me go! I want my daughter found! Don't worry, sir. We're on it. Brace yourself! <laughs> if I'm not back in time, go without me! What? Wait! Look out! Barbara! Sub-Zero. From Warner Brothers Family Entertainment. Own it. Only on video. So yeah, that movie actually has a higher rating than like almost all of their Batman movies. They said it was only outbeat by um, um, Red Hood. Yeah, and the weird thing about it is because... This was just like a little like straight to video movie that was meant to be somewhat of a loose tie-in to um, not not really narratively, but just in advertising, a loose tie-in to um, Batman and Robin because Mr. Freeze was in it. But it's kind of weird when you think about like how like when I'm not going to I'm not going to be somebody who's just like kicking down Batman and Robin because it's been done a thousand times. But and that movie has its charm. And I think a lot of people don't give that movie credit for some of the things it does do. But um it's one of those things though where how serious this movie takes it and they just like they have a they have a plot point which is like well he invested in this drug that was not approved by the da uh by the d by the um, fda fda yeah thank you by the fda it's just like i don't even think that's something they even would say in like one of the tim burton or schumacher movies so sometimes (laughs) the loose tie-in thing 
or like yeah. the, it's kind of weird how, how like the animated series almost takes itself so much more seriously than nearly all of the live action movies before Chris Nolan. Yeah, and even more yeah. serious than I'd say even Chris Nolan does. Strangely enough, <laughs> some aspects. Yeah, yeah, some I'd say aspects. some aspects. I think so. Yeah. You know what's the weird thing though is this movie though was actually intended to be a theatrical release and was going to come out the same year as Batman and Robin in '97. But, like, when they didn't get very good reviews on Batman and Robin, they pushed it back a year and made it a straight-to-video one. Wow, that's that's kind of sad, mm-hmm. you know, when you think about it. Uh, I, I, that would have been great for me to see it in theaters, because I loved Mask of the Phantasm, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, and that was an actual theatrical release, which is fantastic. So now you can say, you know, what's your favorite theatrical Batman? You can still squeeze Kevin Conroy in there. <laughs> yep, yep, you can. But, uh, it's definitely true. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, that makes me happy that that uh, he, he got in there because he's my personal favorite Batman. Then Michael Keaton, and that's a whole podcast right there. Who's <laughs> your favorite Batman? But um, Kevin Conroy for me was you know is Batman. You know, I have a little. You guys maybe can't see it yet, but autograph. You know, I got I got his autograph here. I'll, I'll show you later, but. A little batarang from the Arkhamverse signed and all that. Oh my yeah, god, that's cool. Kind of yeah, yeah, over on this direction, if I'm pointing, pointing, <laughs> I got I got a Kevin Conroy like signed picture over on my wall over there too. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, he's, he was he's so cool to, to meet. meet at the Comic Con. Yeah, he's this really cool guy. You well, know, I I got a I got a Batman action figure that's drawn by Bruce Tam that has no autograph on it, but if it did talk, it would have the voice of Kevin Conroy. So yes, that's not, that's that's great it's, too. Yeah, that's a gem right there. I remember the day because the day Spencer actually got the autographed from uh, Kevin Conroy. I was just having a really horrible, shitty day at work, and he says, "Hey man, want to come oh, to this want to come to this Comic Con?" Like I can't make it, but not uh, yeah, maybe next time. And all of a sudden, he, he sends me this text of him and like kevin connor i just arm around like oh this dude and i'm yeah, just like right. and like last next time we talk no. i'm just like how's your new best friend kevin connor <laughs> you get him to do the yeah. podcast with you why even <laughs> have me on here anymore <laughs> and just rentled about it It'd be funny Aww. if I, throughout the day i just kept sending you pictures of me and kevin connor it's like hey here's us at lunch you know oh here's us roller skating in the park and then here's us in the hot tub together oh boy we're having such a good time you guys doing like the 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 uh, lady in the tramp spaghetti thing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> like, look at Kevin wrote your name in his pasta. <laughs> oh my god, that's just crazy. But but, but no, like Batman um, Sub Zero though, it, it is just like this really cool hidden movie. And me and Ryan were trying to think about this. I'm like, I don't know if you could th- if you know this, Brandon, but. You know, this movie's got the original animated series style and not version two. And I'm almost thinking right, by just right. looking at the year, do you think this movie was pretty much like the last of that style? You know what I mean? Like, it would have been like the changing is. point. Yeah, because even the next animated movie, which was what? But the Mystery of the Batwoman or whatever it is. Well, um, there's that. That one's much later on. But yeah, there is that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what came after the? Oh, the Joker one, right? Yeah, the, the Batman uh, Beyond uh, Return of Joker. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So you're right, though. Yeah, this is probably the last, and I, I think it was in, in, in terms of like continuity. Uh, the la- it was like it continues the story from I guess it's a couple of the last, uh, you know, of the original style of the animated series. It kind of continues the, that storyline and finishes them up. You know, because I think she just becomes Batgirl or something in the show, and mm-hmm. and Victor Freeze's wife maybe I don't know if something wakes up or something. I'm not sure exactly, but. 
and then yeah, Dick Grayson's yeah. not Nightwing yet, so it's like it's right at that cusping point. Yeah, and there are, there are a couple I think maybe for the first time. I'm not 100 percent if it's the first time where did you you know that the the that uh, Dick Grayson and Barbara Gordon were a thing. Mm-hmm. I guess they were kind of flirting with it in the show. Isn't this the first time they actually showed Barbara as Batgirl? Like this is the very first time she was presented as that. Then they. Uh... And they went forward from the uh, to the uh, redesign and the new adventures of Batman. I want to say she's Batgirl in season three. Kind of um, taking me a minute. It might be maybe maybe yeah maybe I'm wrong there. I gotta. Maybe, I'm not gonna lie. It's been a while since I watched the whole animated series, and usually I'll just, yeah. I, I rewatched like season one like a year ago. But I gotta go back and watch the whole thing. So. Yeah, yeah, but it's so beautiful the whole show, mm-hmm. and even even this movie is is still. I prefer that animation style. To be honest, so it's, uh, for yeah. me, it's it's great to see that you know, and the whole it's a it's a sixty seven minute movie. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's not uh, not that yeah. long. No, it's not like a crazy long movie, but it's you know, it is fun to see. Uh, you know, it's an interesting way to get everybody all together because I guess what Mister Freeze. I don't know if you talked the story. If everybody should know the story by now, I'm not sure. Spoilers. We we're ahead. talking spoilers, huh, right? <laughs> yeah. So he kidnaps Batgirl, right? Because she has like the right kind of blood DNA or the same blood type as Nora. Isn't that right? So yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's the rare blood type. Exactly. That that old thing. I wish they'd almost kind of done this tragic Mr. Freeze. I mean they they kinda did it in the movies, but you know, with or with Arnold Schwarzenegger. But if they had just taken it a little more seriously, uh I think it would have been great. But I don't know. Some parts of that, you know, uh the 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 live action version were were great too because it's you know, it's almost like a comic book come to life in a way, but I don't know. It's it's from a certain era anyway. Well, what, but, what I like uh, about Arnold yeah, the, though is he he does do yeah, both yeah. the seriousness and the comedicness. Like his Mister Freeze has both of it does, in there. He does. You yeah, know, he does. so yeah. So you, you get the best of both worlds. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. And I think what I also like is that uh, the Mister Freeze is kind of like from that German descent. Because I think his original portrayal in like the, the Adam West Batman was by a German actor, so mm-hmm. it was fun to see Arnold kind of come back and, and continue that tradition. You know, and I so think was... I think that was the whole reason with casting Arnold is that because what they were making at, at the end of the day, you know, Batman and Robin is supposed to be a Batman sixty six show. That's that's kind of what they were. <laughs> yeah, going it for. kind of is. Yeah, yeah, I could totally see that. So and it makes sense to have Arnold in there for that kind of character. And I don't care no matter what. So like, I love Batman and Robin. Like. I actually think it's a pretty faithful Batman movie. I mean, yeah, it's having fun with itself, like Batman 66. But I still think it gets a lot of things right in there. I like George Clooney as Batman. I don't care what people say. You know what I mean? And (laughs) both Poison Ivy and Mr. Freeze are two of my favorite Batman villains. So it's kind of hard for me not to like that movie. I mean, the only thing that I could kind of slightly complain about is I'm like... You know, Bane could be not retarded. He looks great. He looks fucking awesome. He, he looks better. He does look great, <laughs> but his personality is totally off. It's like, ah, yeah, that's you about the only it thing. Mark. I was just surprised to see Bane in there. Yeah, but at the same time, <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah. that's almost shocking enough because you know Bane was like, what? He's not even like ten years old by that point as a character, so that's still pretty ballsy at the same time. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's very true. I'll say that. Um, you guys heard? You guys know who they were considering originally before Arnold, right? I can't remember. I remember it from the special features, Patrick. but I forgot. Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. I always get Robert Patrick. Dude, Robert Patrick, though. I would have taken Robert Patrick as well too. <laughs> yeah. No. No. 
yes, that would have been that would have been fun to see. I'll be honest. Just but. Robert Patrick going around like, have you seen this wife? <laughs> Or just like going around like, or I could just see, uh, oh, I didn't, it took me a second. I was just nodding my head like, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It took me like, but I was like, oh shit, that's just, that's the other side of the fence there. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. See, Robert Patrick, I think would actually be pretty good. You know, shave his head and everything. He's got the look and everything. He could be kind of menacing looking because normally (laughs) Mr. Freeze is kind of a skinny guy anyways. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's all that cryotherapy <laughs> he's got going on the whole time, just burning off that body fat. That's true. That's very true. So, hey, maybe I'll <laughs> start a trend where he'll finally play that character that nobody even thought of him for. Yeah, this why not? It all started here. Yeah, exactly. Here. We're the ones that recommended him. <laughs> I like how in the beginning yeah. of this movie, though, like, Mr. Freeze is like, oh, finally, peace and solitude. I have my two bears, and we live up in the Arctic, and I captured a boy, and <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he takes yeah, care of like, me. Swimming in the ocean and stuff. And yeah, he's just like fish. swimming, like, oh, having a good time. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> just like the military's like, oh, where are we at, boss? I don't know. Raise the ship. Raise the flags. Let's go <laughs> up. And just like crashes into Mr. Freeze's house. And he's like, no, yeah. Nora. America! <laughs> Yeah, it's like God. They just go in there and just totally like destroy his like livelihood. See, you would never have problems with Mister Freeze if he was just like left alone up there and keeping Nora and cryostasis, and it's all good until somebody decides to ramrod their fucking submarine into his house. They do a good job portraying him as like a nice, kind guy at that first like you know five minutes of the movie. Because even when he goes with a kid, he hands a kid like, "Here's some fish. Cut that shit." And then moves in, and he's just still like checking in on Nora, still trying to find a cure. So he they make him a pretty likable guy for the most part. Because before it was just one of those things like, oh, he probably was a good guy at one point, but now he is what he is. Yeah. And this for a while, just like, oh no, he's not that bad. And then just shows him being desperate as the movie goes on. Still not making it right, but just showing him he's mm-hmm. that desperate. He doesn't care by this point because there's no time left. Yeah. Yeah, it's true, and that's that's what's so great about the character itself is that it's sort of a tragic character, and that's what that's what's so great about this movie is that it portrays it just just right, you know, kind of like the episode, uh, what is it, Cold Heart or something? What, Heart of Ice. Actual, Heart of Ice. That's what it is. Yeah, I think that that episode and this are some of the greatest, you know, Mister Freeze moments besides all of Arnold's stuff, of course. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you, you know. know what? I was thinking, though, it's like, okay, you know how, like, Mr. Freeze has the little Eskimo boy? That's almost like one of those ones, like, why doesn't he, like, that seems like the perfect, like, almost, like, henchman that Mr. Freeze could have in the future is just have a bunch of Eskimo people. Because he's always got those guys like, boss, it's fucking cold in here, I don't like it. (laughs) You know, there's always, like, those guys standing around, like, why doesn't he just get a bunch of Eskimo guys, like, they'd be all fine if it being cold. They're like, yeah, whatever, just like home. Yeah, they're just totally (laughs) used to it. Yeah. That's a good idea. I mean, nowadays they probably go, oh, that's racist. This white man comes and enslaves all these Eskimos. (laughs) (laughs) The dude is, but he's like making them sing like old timey, like Christmas claymation movies. Come on, sing, sing. Sing, come on. (laughs) I'm Mr. Winter, I'm Mr. Snow. (laughs) I hate when they talk to in the movie. Yeah. But no, yeah. It's like, I just thought about that. I'm like, dude, that's like the perfect kind of henchman for. You know, Mister Freeze to have. It's like it's sort of like introduced in here, I guess. Hench boy, <laughs> hench boy, get yeah, over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I don't know. Do, do you think that uh, the Sub Zero movie had enough Bruce Wayne, or do you think? Uh, I mean, he was Bruce Wayne wasn't in it 
far too much, was he? I think. No, uh, I kind of like how they focus on almost. They almost focus more on Batgirl for a while, and then almost even Dick yeah. Grayson. That's like, and I, I like that because it's like mm-hmm. Batman almost takes a back seat. I mean, he's still there enough. That it's not like right, you're gonna be right. like, oh, where, where's Batman at? But or Bruce Wayne even. You know, because he has the moments, you know, yeah. like they go to the party or whatever. And then when him and Alfred are driving home, they're like, oh, well, it's flooded out here. It's, you know, it hasn't been raining at all. You know, and they find the car upside down and he starts going on the case of looking for this guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I like feel like that. Um... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, you go. I was going to say, I do like that how it does like because the animated series itself like bruce wayne would always be a part of it but it would almost be like yeah. batman first and foremost bruce wayne secondly because that is yeah. where cause yeah. i think they realize that it's mostly at the time even though it translates really well it still really holds up i think they realize kids are watching kids want to watch batman so right. most of the time make sure he's in the outfit and it just so happens the writing just the writing just so happens to be just as good as any movie out there too so yeah, oh yeah, for sure. You know, the, you had a few episodes that are a little funny, but for the most part, you know, it was such a great. I mean, for for the most part, it was one of the best shows ever made. Oh yeah, I, I think so by made. far. Definitely, I think it's definitely that. You know, what's kind of interesting too is in this movie in the Batman Sub Zero one, it's like I think this is like the first time they ever really use CG in a Batman. Um, animated thing because there's this like you know there's the beginning oh. part where the, you know the polar bears are swimming around and it's got CG yeah. like fish and CG icebergs and so on going by but then there's other parts too in it you know the submarine I think CG and then mm-hmm. um, which you know now you kind of look back and you can like see you can spot it's it like yep CG whatever looks you know you, but you know, <laughs> you know at yeah. the time that would have been kind of mind blowing you know you would be like, oh yeah CG yeah. dude that's right a that's future. Little... Whoa! They, they <laughs> actually did have production. The, they actually did have the scene, like just one scene, and like the uh, oh, actually two scenes, opening and closing. Batman Mask of the Phantasm as it goes through the CG buildings, like That's the right, like, yeah. score. But beyond that, though, I think you're right as far as part of the actual story. Because that was just opening and closing credits, I think. Um, as far as the actual story goes. I think you're right. This is the first one to actually use CG in that way. And plus, even like, I want to see, it looks like there's some parts they even rotoscoped, or maybe they were CG, because there's a part when they're getting off the oil tanker at the end, and you could see the way their characters are moving while they're getting onto the bat, uh, the bat wing. They look like they may have been rotoscoped right there. Well, they probably uh. Probably were for certain things like that. They also used the CG in like the car chase scene where like Dick Grayson's like going after Mr. Freeze to get Barbara back, and he's on the motorcycle, and he literally has like that kind of like, he's like here, man, take my Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> and then sure, it's like, yeah. and then like then there's like the one poor black guy who's out working the streets at like midnight as a cop. It's like ah, great, gonna chase down Mr. Freeze again. I thought these days were over. <laughs> get too old no. for this shit. Three days yeah. retirement. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a like, good thing I got my CG card to help me get there. It's kind of weird because it's like, I mean, I, I, I know that like CG makes you know drawing cars is always a tough one, especially cars turning and so on like that. And it's kind of one of those ones like you almost never see a cartoon anymore actually have drawn cars. Everything's CG. You know, you watch like Archer or something like that. They just use full on CG yeah. cars. You watch all kinds of shows. It's like the cars are always CG. Even in a lot of animes, they're CG. And it's like was one's like in this one it's like you can see the start of it, but it's like remember the good yeah. old days when people used to draw cars is probably like the most pain in the ass thing to draw. Drawing a car mm-hmm. turning is probably like one of the hardest things just as far as like just regular yeah. animation goes. 
You know, because you got it's not like a human turning. It's like it's got to be perfect the whole way around. It's not an organic mm-hmm. object. I remember reading in some credits somewhere, um, just seeing something like mechanical, uh, mechanical artist or something like that. Just the idea of like, yeah, most of the regular artists can't even do that. We got to get a mechanical artist in here to draw all the machines and all that kind of shit. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So I mean, like, I, I get the CG use, like why you would do it. I mean, hell, I would probably do it myself. If you know what I mean, it's just like at the end of the day, it's like I'm gonna have a car. It's like, yeah, I guess get a CG, you know. So, but it, it's interesting just seeing like this movie kind of is like a start. Like they're like, hey, let's try it out. It's almost like an experimental movie because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I will say this movie. How many kids shows incorporate a plot line about organ harvesting? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's why it's PG. Very few. Uh, yeah, it is, isn't it? I have the uh, the DVD box right here. Ooh, so I you, legit you got own the it. regular one too. Like I, I have the yeah. mixed one where it's got Mass of the Fantastic. Oh yeah, this is the it. singular. I bought it by itself. That's how much. <laughs> Does it have the the flippy fold Warner Brothers like case where you can like has a little plastic, plastic thing to catch? Yeah, look at yep. this. Thing. Oh shit! It does. Oh, oh, yeah. You got the original. Is yours in a widescreen yeah. or full screen? It's probably it's standard. Oh no, okay. that might have been how I it was made, though. So I'm not too sure. Yeah, that's possible. That's very true. I just know that my version, like both of them, are standard. So it's like, well, I know Mass of the Phantasm was made in widescreen, but yeah, you know, it's like I didn't know of Sub Zero. Yeah, there is some good artwork though. I don't know if you guys can see that, but yeah, Mr. Oh, yeah that's, that's very cool. well detailed, Mister Freeze, but still looks kind yeah. of fits in the Bruce Tim art style to an extent. Yeah, it does. So I don't know. It's a pretty cool. It's it's you know I, even though you know nowadays everything's going towards digital, it is still fun to kind of own physical copies of stuff. You well, know. at the at the end of the day too, it's like have you ever noticed like because I always get like those digital free copies. It's like I decide I'm like you know what I keep getting these in Blu-rays and stuff. I might as well just start cl- just making this collection. So over the, like the uh-huh. last year or so, I just went through and put all the digital copies and so on. But so many of those digital copies though, it's like. They're only like two gigs big. It's like two gigs big. How is this like? I mean, that's fine if you're watching on your cell phone, maybe your laptop. But if you're going to watch it on a TV, it's like a a good DVD is eight gigs. You know, and a Blu-ray can be 25 to 50 gigs. So two gigs. Come on. (laughs) Like (laughs) if if it's so if it's a Sony movie, it's just like a password to go streaming. So, yeah. No, Sony's oh, pretty. Cool. No, Sony's a good company because if you register all those movies and you register five of them, they give you a free fucking Blu-ray. That's how I got my Fury copy. Uh-huh. They sent really? it to me and everything. Yeah, you just got to. Re- I tried watch. I tried watching like I won't go into the whole this whole thing, but I tried watching a movie on there. Just like here's our streaming. Just like oh, I thought I'd get it on my computer actually. Oh okay, whatever. Oh, was that the is that the the PlayStation Vu? No, I'm not that. I won't go into it. It's boring. We're here to talk about Batman, but yeah. <laughs> Technical <laughs> difficulties, but um, yeah. no, I kid you not. If you got Sony movies out there, register them because it only takes five, and you get a free movie of your choice. And they had like a great selection. Hmm. So that's pretty cool. Keep that in mind. Cool. Disney's Maybe actually pretty good about Batman that too. Movies. No, well, no, you Sony. can't get. No, yeah, it's in it. Sony. Sorry, Warner Spider-Man. Brothers. I don't know. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could get Spider-Man. Like, they actually had... But, I mean, like, they had movies that, like, came out, like, only, like, three months before. It was like, oh, whoa. Like, that was pretty impressive. Yeah. You know, they weren't just giving you, like, ah, Sony Classics from the 80s, you know? And, like, the old Flippy Fold cases. No, they they weren't just doing that. They were were actually giving you the legitimate full-on Blu-ray. 
when I see the when I see the Warner uh, the Warner Brothers like wooden like cardboard flippy fold case, it just takes me back. Just like just I love this. That I love those deal. cases. It used to be a big deal. Like, oh my god, look how official it is. It actually has a little thing to snap on to hold yeah. it in there. That's how important it is. That's uh, there's actually a proof of purchase in the middle. I don't know if you can see <laughs> oh, that. Damn. Oh yeah, look at that thing. Yeah, A, B, you know, C, and E, guys. <laughs> you know what's the downfall they of the fold cases though? Is like you go to put another DVD in sometimes and it gets caught on the the, the lock part, and you're like, oh, God damn it, you gotta like sort of like pull it to the side and like. Put it back yeah. in there. It's, it's always a little bit of a fiasco of sometimes getting them back in the shelf. But other than that, it, they, they look cool still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're pretty fun, you know. But it's just crazy how they, like, you kind of have to stack them all together because, you know, they don't quite fit in if you have, like, I don't know, too, other... Too many of them. Slick plastic. Oh, the, the nice shiny plastic ones, you know. <laughs> so you got you to store them by themselves, depending on how finicky you are. Yeah, exactly. One of those things. You know what else I thought was kind of funny in this is there's the part where uh, when Batman and Robin are trying to track down to figure out where Mr. Freeze is at and who he's hanging out with and who's this doctor guy. And they go to like the stockbroker guy. And of course they go to that guy, that poor bastard in like the middle of the night. <laughs> Fucking Batman <laughs> and Robin are like in your bed. Like, yeah. like where's Mr. Freeze at? <laughs> Just like yelling at your face. <laughs> it's got to yeah. be like such a terrifying. You, that guy didn't go back to bed that night. You know he didn't. <laughs> oh, no. no, no. PTSD. <laughs> but there's the part though where um, like he gets a phone call, of course, from the doctor, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you know, I'm I'm out here, you know, doing a thing. I, don't worry, I got this job going. We're gonna be making money. All those stock problems are gonna be going away." He's like, "Well, where are you at? Oh, I can't tell you that, or whatever." And you know, Robin presses the record on the tape thing, and then mm-hmm. the second he goes to hang up the phone call, he realizes Batman and Robin's gone, and they took the cassette of his answering machine. But the the expression that guy has on his face because he kind of like looks down <laughs> and it zooms in on the tape and it kind of goes back to him. Yeah. Just made it look like what else was on that tape? Because he looks like clearly oh, that message was not yeah. the problem. Like what what else he's like, <laughs> was on there that he's scared yeah. that Batman and Robin are going to be sitting in the Batcave listening to. <laughs> oh, there's got to be probably a, too long of a list to go going on about that. <laughs> It's oh, like, oh yeah. no, they know about my trip to Thailand. Oh no. <laughs> and the little boys. The little boys, there were so many of them. I mean, so many more boys than the stocks so could buy. <laughs> <laughs> the, I, I actually like how they have the audacity. Just they don't really show up. They just they just kill off that doctor. Like, fuck up. He's he's he done him the oil rig, which that's totally fitting. So they make that doctor just such an unlikable prick because like a sleaze. At first, he's like, at first, he's just kind of there in a way of like, look, I, I'm a little stressed out. I'm a little like, I don't really want to kidnap a girl. Not that I have a big moral problem with it. It's more of just it's illegal. So I don't want to get wrapped right. up with that shit when I'm already going to, I'm already having stock problems. And the fact that I think that's an interesting thing to do for a kid's show because, I mean, I know we call it a kid's show, but you know what I mean? It's just one of those things. It was, it was, that's what it was marketed to, towards. But yeah. when it gets down yeah. to it, it's almost made for like, Actually, you could be like you know in your twenties and still watch this and still like. I think I enjoy it more now as an adult than I did as a kid because it was literally. Yeah. He he invested in a drug that tanked because it didn't pass all the uh, FDA regulations. So now he's like, oh shit, what the fuck am I gonna do? And then Mister Freeze comes by saying, hey man, you're gonna work for me, and his goal is pay him with gold. Yeah, because he found so, this mine. Uh, it is Arctic and it hideout. Goes, and once he actually realizes there's more gold in it, it becomes very much of like a, uh, 
oh man, okay, I'll do it just so you won't kill me. Now, no, I'll fucking kill that girl. I got no problem killing this fucking girl. Where is she? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, he becomes the bad guy really at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And he just yeah, when it explodes and like there's a giant piece of metal, he's like swimming down below the oil tankers. There's fire and everything going off, and that thing just comes out and smashes him. It's just like yeah, take that. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't come back up from that. We don't care either. <laughs> But I think that's how you make a good kids show, though, is you make you pretty much make a show for adults and you just tone mm-hmm. it down enough that a kid can watch it. I think that's that's yeah. that's the best way to make a kid show. Doesn't matter what what kind you're making. Hell, you could be making a, a show for five year olds. And probably if you did it that same way, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe like make Barney just like very serious. <laughs> and, you know, like there's actual real like threats going on. Oh, and these yeah. kids are like not. <laughs> but Barney we tone reboot. it down enough that it's you know safe for kids and it's good. They're 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 getting good <laughs> stock lessons. <laughs> Remember, kids, invest in Enron. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, that'd be um, crazy. You know what's another part though? Like when speaking of that tanker, because the very end they got this really cool scene where they're on this like you know abandoned oil rig, and that's yeah. Mister Freeze's new hideout outside of Gotham and whatnot. But, of course, that dick guy starts firing his gun at Barbara Gordon like, I don't care. She's like, dude, it's going to blow up here. He's like, whatever. Stop running, bitch. I'm going to cut you up. <laughs> you got the, I'm going to get gold from this. <laughs> and then, like, of course, next, you know, fire bursts and all kinds of things like that. But there's a part where, like, Mr. Freeze is like, he has this real moment. He's like, oh, my leg's broken. And, like, you know, obviously anybody could have just left Mr. Freeze there. Like, fuck that guy. You know, he's, he's never been more of a hassle than anything else. I mean, he's not really a bad guy, but still, he's, he's still, I mean, like, he caused that, like, 10-car pileup of police officers early on, so he's <laughs> still not doing any good That's for tax, us. That's taxpayer dollars right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, the, you know, the Batman thing is that, you, you know, you take the higher stand, and, no, you still help him out. No matter what, at the end of the day, you do that. But then he's like, oh, you gotta go get Nora. You gotta go get Nora. Like, go down to the smoky death-filled chamber and get her. And all <laughs> I'm thinking is when Batman and um, Barbara go down there to get her, you know, yeah. Batman picks her up and just starts carrying her, but it's like, wouldn't she be, like, dead from being in all that heat and in the smoke and everything like that? I mean, like, she's been in, like, cryostasis this whole time. I'm pretty sure the exact opposite of that's going to be, like, horrible for her. You know what I mean? Like, think about it. Yeah. yeah. Is, is there a thing where you need to, like, decompression for the, from the cold? Can you... Do you need to be, like, brought up slowly? Well, there's that, but I just don't think that her, even her body, like, let's just say, like, let's disinclude that part. Just her body mm-hmm. a, at its moment... If it's exposed to all this heat, like, isn't that just going to make oh, her, like, true. yeah, like, how is that going to, that's going to make her condition just, like, skyrocket in the wrong direction. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and well, then I thought, it, just, they just science the way into it. He probably just gave her, like, here, this is an extra special dose, because she'll be dead in a lot months. So maybe just amp the dosage up. I don't know. I'm creating excuses for the movie. You're making but, it like, like yeah. an Adam West one. Like, wait, good thing yeah. I got this in my bat pouch right here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just for anybody who's in cryostasis. Hey, if, if, if Dark Knight Rises can make an Adam West reference, I think this can make an Adam West reference. <laughs> That's true. I also yeah, like I, to... I, Oops, go ahead, Brandon. I watched that. I just watched Adam West growing up, so I still have a soft spot for it. Oh, I love Adam West stuff. Did you watch the new, the last Adam West movie, uh, Batman 66 versus Two-Face? Yeah. I have not seen that one yet. No, I need to watch that. I I saw the first one, but I didn't see the the follow-up. It is pretty good. Yeah. This one feels almost like it's kind of like 
the lost missing episode of Two Face. Like that's how they sort of make it. Oh, that's cool. And and William Shatner does like such a good job. I saw a trailer for it and it looked really great. And he sounded perfect for it too. It's just like you know, they're all from the right era together. So yeah, it's cool. No, it, it's it definitely really... worth going out and getting. Okay, well I'm gonna have to pick that up then because uh, I had my eye on it. I just didn't watch it. And it, you know, I was sad to see when Adam West passed. I know. I don't know if we talked about that in the pod, any podcast yet, but that is sad. The Gray Ghost. We're gonna yep. tie it into this universe. Grey yeah. Ghost. I'm I'm waiting for them to yeah. do like something with like I'm waiting for them to cre- release a Grey Ghost action figure that new Bruce Bruce Tim line they're doing. I'm waiting for them to do. I imagine they're gonna do something with Grey Ghost soon because that's like a very yeah. like emotional spot for a lot of like old timey Batman fans. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, the Grey Ghost was was always great, you know. And now that he's gone, it'd be even more sentimental to have that, you know, just because. I don't know. It'd be great if they make that. So they probably will eventually. For for people who don't know the Grey Ghost, uh, an animated series, I think it was like season one, like really early on in season one, they have this episode where you realize Batman loves watching this old TV show about a guy called the Grey Ghost. You can kind of see, like, okay, it's kind of like proto-Batman. You hear the voice, like, oh, shit, that's Adam West. And he plays yeah. this character who can't get any work. He's washed up. He's retired. And he's just like, there's a part where he goes to his old apartment and all he has is all this great ghost mer- merchandise. Like, I'm so, he gets like a like a message left like, Frank, I'm so sorry, but uh, you didn't get the role because people just see you as the great ghost. He starts crying and throws down like all the merchandise, starts flipping shit over, like crying and yelling. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. This is on kid like on Fox Kids Fox. right here. Yeah. Yeah, right. This guy yeah. is like one day away from a pistol in the mouth, and he is. It, it, <laughs> but no, it's such a good episode. And then he like he comes in, helps Batman because there's somebody's linking him to like some old episodes of his. And Batman comes in, they team up together. So it's like Batman gets to work with his old idol in the fact that it's yeah. it, it's Adam West. I know you guys know this. I was just saying for people who no, know. no, of course. Yeah, well, yeah, because it's it's, it's it's always somebody's it's, first Batman. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Did you guys play the Arkham games? I saw yeah. the Great Ghost poster in there. If you go to that one, yeah, 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 that was great. That was really cool to see, to see that. So, I mean, that that the, all th- four of the games, I guess, really have Easter eggs because if you count, you know, the uh, the, the the prequel game, mm-hmm. you know, there's four of them. But yeah, it was great to hear Kevin Conroy back, and you know. And it's great to hear him in this Sub-Zero movie as well. You get to hear a little bit uh, of him as Bruce Wayne and, and him as Batman. And I always like it when you know he and Robin have scenes together. I think they always worked really well in that universe. Mm-hmm. In the, what do they call it? The, the Timverse? Or what, what do they call it? Yeah, it's kind of like... It, well, they always say that, but I always feel like, okay, Bruce Tim's there, but there's, you know, there's like six main guys that kind of put that all together. And for some reason, Bruce <laughs> Tim gets a lot more credit yeah. than everybody else at the end. Of the, I mean, I know it's his art style. That's kind of why I think it does. But uh, it's like, you know, him and Paul Denny and um, um, Alan Burnett. Um, Alan Burnett. Oh. And Trevor Romano. You know what's the, the interesting oh. thing, though? Is okay, it's like, you got Lauren Lester in there, too, as Robin and everything like that. But this one, Batgirl's not played by Tara Strong. It's played by um, uh, Mary Kay, um, what's her name? Mary Kay Bergman. Yeah, Bergman, who is the chick that did all the South Park voices on the first, like, two and a half seasons in the movie 
before she committed suicide. So that's who that is in this one. I Whoa. thought she sounded familiar. I knew it wasn't uh, T- Tara Strong, but I knew that voice sounded familiar. Well, it was like wow, when I was watching crazy. it, I was like, I'm like, I know this isn't Tara Strong. So I was waiting until after the credits. I'm like, why does that name sound familiar? And then I looked it up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's okay. who it was. It was the lady. At, I mean, and she did every female South Park wow. voice and so on, like in the first two seasons. And technically sets She's only the, 38. Jesus. Yeah. And she sets the tone for all the South Park. Wow. Characters. Like, that's how you know him as because everybody else who came in to do the, the female voices afterwards and they had to get multiple people to yeah. replace her. Like she did all of them. And they had a, you know, yeah. they, they couldn't find anybody who could do every single female voice and South Park again, so they had to get a couple extra people. But that's, wow. I mean, like that's pretty classic. When at the end of the day, that's like how you know what you know Kyle's mom sounds like and Cartman's mom, and that's mostly oh, what. Right. And you know, um, Stan's girlfriend. What's her name? I mean, it's not Stan's girlfriend anymore, but Wendy. Wendy, yeah, like Wendy and uh, all those yeah. people. Like that's all their voices right there. So I think that's kind of cool that she actually does play Barbara Gordon in this one because that's one's kind of different. Like every once in a while, it's like, yeah, you know, you got like you kind of expect Tara Strong. You just like think of her mainly as Batgirl, like all the time. Like she's done it many a times. She did Harley Quinn later yeah. on, and so on. It's yeah. kind of like kind of like Kevin Conroy. You just kind of expect Kevin Conroy to be there, but then every once in a while, you know, you get somebody else who it's not Kevin Conroy in a Batman thing. But then the other day, you're like, well, that's still kind of cool. It's good that somebody else gets to kind of do the job. And sometimes other people have interesting takes on it and so on, a little bit different. I mean, Kevin Conroy is one of those ones, like, I will say this. If Kevin Conroy just did everything Batman, like, I don't care. Like, since, like, 1991 till now, yeah. if he did every Batman voice, I would be 100% fine with that. Even the live-action movies. I don't care if like, <laughs> you had the actors play it, but yeah, Kevin Conroy came in and dubbed it. <laughs> I was going to say, because oh, yeah, be Ben Affleck has like a voice masker. What if you just gave him Kevin Conroy's voice and if he had the suit on? Oh, that'd be yeah. so cool. That'd be awesome. Uh, anybody else notice, um, maybe I'm wrong here, but like, uh, I think this is maybe, I said that like this, I said when we did the Harley Quinn, episode, Harley Quinn movie, that that seemed like the first one to use licensed music because it's it, they did a cover of Don't Throw Away Your Love as well as Telephone. Um this one I noticed watching again. It did. Uh, not sure if it was a main rendition. It was the usual rendition or a different rendition. They did. Anyone knows what love is? And I'm like, oh wow, is this the first one that actually used a uh, licensed music in it? It might be. Oh, maybe. Because when they're at the part, they're, they're at that party, and it's like that. I can't do it. It's it's a song. It's a song in. <laughs> you started already. You gotta finish. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just I just know the Sha-na-na. it's like a really Sha Na Na kind of song. It's the song yeah. that it's the song in that one American Idol episode of uh, of Black Mirror. The girl sings and before she gets that horrible ending that happens. So yeah, um. for people who watch Black Mirror, know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fifteen million fifteen million merits is the name of the episode, but yeah. I like how um, there's a part where like Dick Grayson's like talking to Barbara. It's like I think it's at that part after the song there and everything. He's like, "Hey, you." He's like, "What are you doing? You want this weekend? You want to go up north and go to a jazz festival?" Which sounds like the the least '90s thing you could possibly do. I mean, I know this is kind of supposed to have an old timey feel. It's not like, "Hey, you want to go see that industrial rock concert?" I hear they got you know Slipknot <laughs> yeah. playing there with Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie, Pantera, and Sick Puppies. What if she was like, no, I like Goldfinger. Oh, you're in the ska. Well, there's a real big fish concert down the street. <laughs> I, I don't know. If real big fish was in this movie, that, that I don't know. That might make my day even more. <laughs> I know that would feel so out of place, but 
Well, he showed those people at that party there at the jazz festival. There, there was once again that really like very weird kind of fluid animation. You got people doing that like maybe that was rotoscope. Maybe it was that probably rotoscope. was dancing is probably rotoscope. Nobody's gonna just like draw that. Yeah, well, the way they were dancing, yeah. like I could, now that you said that, I could totally imagine some real big fish playing over some of those dance moves <laughs> they were playing. Oh yeah, you totally could see that. <laughs> It'd be awesome they were doing. Well, it's the thing, you yeah. could get real big fish, and they would just do a cover of an old song, and it would sound badass, you know, because that's what mm-hmm. real, they, you know, they do covers amazingly, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's the weird thing that I was thinking? Is when, okay, but going back to the oil tanker part, when they're trying to escape there, and, you know, of course they got Nora, you know, Batman's carrying her, Barbara's leading the way out of there, and, you know, they're getting to the point where, like, oh, we can't go to the stairs, so they're like, let's get to the elevator, which is always, like, that thing, it's like, isn't the last thing you're supposed to do when there's a fire is get into an elevator? It's like, when does that ever pan out? Yeah. And it doesn't even really pan out in yes. this. It's like, Nothing. if it wasn't for Mr. Freeze, they would never have made it out of there in that elevator. It's like, well, Batman's really like, you know, not <laughs> helping kids out. It's like, well, you know, when yeah. it gets to that point, use the elevator, kids. <laughs> I know the sign says not to, but <laughs> Batman knows better. Oh, my gosh. I'll just punch the fire away with my pecs. Batman, I can <laughs> yes. do that. He's the goddamn Batman. God thank damn you, it. thank you. A lot of people yeah. like, a lot of people get all like, ah, oh, that was such a horrible run. Like, I know that that run is flawed, <laughs> but I enjoy it. Like, I when I first read it. it. I was a little more yeah. put off, but going back and reading All Star Batman and Robin Boy Wonder, I'm like, you know what? I know it's kind of it's not perfect, but it's a take, and it's right. still enjoyable. Oh, it's just so much fun. Hey, it's still Batman. But yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I like I it. My, my second read hard. of that was like, I liked it much more. So it, I think it just kind of comes around. Mm-hmm. Well, I just think it's also just like that caused so much controversy. Like, are you dense? Are you retarded? I'm the goddamn Batman. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Boy, you've just been what? drafted in a war. <laughs> yeah, he likes punching Robin in that. He really is. Like, he is just like this angry, brooding menace in that whole book. <laughs> yeah. But um, isn't he always? Yeah, yeah he, well, that one especially, though. That one that just punching right. boys. He's like, oh, good, his parents just died. Adoption time! <laughs> Boy, get the fuck over here. Get the fucking car. Leave it. <laughs> just makes you wonder. Should I, for, should I wait for child services? <laughs> fuck them. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Was Bruce Wayne just, like, flipping through like, the obituaries, waiting for, like, or, like, a good enough orphan boy just to take in? <laughs> He was no. He was at the. He was at the circus, and as soon as that kid's parents died, like, oh, game time! No, 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 no. I mean, before that, though. Before that, was he like looking through? He's like, Alfred. None of these ones are good enough yet. None of these ones are good enough yet. It's like, oh, sir, I think we should let's go to the circus. That always makes you feel happy. Yeah, circus, circus. <laughs> and he says, like, he's in the back of the car, just still chanting, circus, circus, circus. Sir, would you please, you know, calm down that tomfoolery? About to pick up Vicky Vale. Circus, circus, circus. Hello, Vicky. This goes back to me. She's like, I'm on a day of Bruce Wayne. I'm on a day of Bruce Wayne. Alfred's like, Yes, we we know. We got it the first time. (laughs) I think you guys have some really great material for Lego Batman 2. <laughs> Dude, I, I think Lego that. Batman yeah. one. There's a couple moments in that movie that I feel like they sort of borrowed from our drunk Batman. There's there's just some things in there. Like there's a part where Batman's he's he goes into like the prison or whatever, and he has to take out all this stuff out of his belt, and he's throwing all these yeah. things out, and he throws out a dolphin, and it's just kind of like one of those ones uh, like, yeah. 
We had the inflatable dolphin that drove Batman. I mean, I know a dolphin's like, it's not like that's the only time you've ever seen a dolphin in life, but still, it's like, yeah. how many times have you seen Batman and a dolphin together in his belt, carrying it around? Yeah, that, that was the one thing. Other things people said, oh, Justice League reunion party. I'm like, oh, I, I, that could be that could be anything. But then, when, yeah. so then I saw the dolphin, and I was like, and I heard, I heard an interview, the guy watches Newgrounds. I'm like, Mm, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I that's the only thing in that movie. Maybe go. Maybe you know. I listened to the audio commentary. No dice, but whatever. I wasn't really expecting it anyway. <laughs> and I'm not. I'm not sitting up here like yo, Warner Brothers. Where's my ten cents? But I'm at the same. <laughs> yeah. I just want to <laughs> shout out in the audio commentary. That was all I was looking for. <laughs> I wasn't even expecting that. But if I, I was just waiting. There's this one silly drunk Batman thing we saw. But oh fuck. <laughs> Well, <laughs> even if they did, they wouldn't I, I say should. it because they wouldn't be worth getting sued over. That's a good point. That's a good point. I didn't think so. they would, yeah. You know what's interesting, though, of this uh, Batman Sub-Zero, though? They were supposed to make a third movie, like, in this style, and I'm not too sure if it meant this style as in the old animated series style. It probably would have been yeah. in the second, you know, the fourth season kind. But there's supposed to be a movie just called, like, Batman Arkham, and it's supposed to be, you know, Batman and Robin go, and they have to stop the, you know, prisoners from breaking out Arkham, you know, that that kind of storyline. Yeah. But then they kind of like, oh, you know what, let's just do this Batman Return of the Joker movie, which, granted, is an amazing movie. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah. oh, I, I'm still kind of interested in what that Batman Arkham one would have been. I mean, I know we got um, Assault on Arkham nowadays, but that's more like a Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. Just happens yeah. to have Batman in it. Well, yeah, that's true. Well, we do live in this age now where people want to know what was going, what didn't get made, and they almost kind of want to know like, well, what, what was that going to be? And I, something that did kind of start it is they started taking some of Kevin Smith's old scripts that were for movies that were never made and made them into comics. Like that's what happened with his Green Hornet scripts. I still like to see a Batman of uh, his Superman scripts like that. So I could almost see them like you know a lot enough people who like the original animated series follow the making of it pretty closely so uh we're like researched it since then so i could definitely see them trying to almost well here's a comic and the bruce tim art style that for the movie that never came out or an episode or something i, I remember i got a i actually was um fortunate enough to when, when uh, paul denny came out with his autobiographical book dark knight a true batman story he was doing a signing here in san francisco and i was lucky enough to go up there and uh shake his oh, hand and get an cool. autograph and um that's awesome yeah and i also got to ask him a couple of questions and he Mm. said that episode he always wanted to make was um it was uh catwoman teams up with black canary he said he always wanted to do an episode about that but he's like you couldn't do it though because it was it was batman and raw it was it was the adventures of batman and they didn't even feature in the episode and they had to be prominent the whole time that's when they were really Warner Brothers was really looming over when they were. They said he said when they were on Fox Kids, they can do more whatever they wanted, but yeah. mostly. But when when they went over to like Kids mm. WB, that's where they really like leaned over with their arms crossed, like no, can't do that, can't do that. Oh, uh, that. Yeah, I kind of got into it, and it's like that's yeah. kind of a bummer. It is. It's unfortunate because he's he's so creative, you know. Like we, you know, we mm-hmm. may have met the voice of Batman, but you kind of met the mind of Batman. In I guess way, that's true. You know? I guess that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess yeah. I lucked out. I guess I yeah. I guess I lucked out on that aspect. So it's, it's a give and take. Right. Exactly. And together we have the Give-me full Batman. Exactly. We we just need, we, now Batman we just need a Ben together. Affleck. <laughs> we just need a Ben Affleck body, and we have it all. Yeah, just... <laughs> I called the left leg. 
Yeah. <laughs> We're like Frankensteining a Batman together. <laughs> That'd be a great story. Now I just need an autograph by, not to make it to make the thing, one of us needs to get an autograph from my Bruce Tim. All right. Yeah. Or Alan yeah, Burnett. Exactly. Or George Clooney. I'm just thinking animated series. <laughs> it's just like the most random one, like, or George Clooney, you know, why not? Sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, Brandon, you uh, you read a lot of the comics, right? Yeah, I dabble in the comics. I lately I have not been keeping up, but I try to at least the the, the main titles. You know, you gotta gotta read those. Um, you know, like Killing Jokes and all those other great classics. Take taking it to uh, Mr. F- taking it to Mr. Freeze here for a second. Um, did you ever yeah. read any of the um, Scott Snyder stuff? Uh, now, are you talking like the serials or what? Uh, uh, the Scott which... Snyder, he was he was the guy. He's like one of the main Batman writers. He was on there for Batman New 52 when that started. And he kind of did the mm-hmm. revamp. And he's currently, he's no longer on the main Batman titles, but he was basically right. all the Batman books since the New 52 happened all the way to the end of the, before they did ah. the thing. Now he's still yeah. in a few books here and there, and he does Batman All-Star, but he did uh, kind of a controversial thing with Mr. Freeze. Did you read that by chance? I know, I don't think so. I may I may have heard about this, but uh, you're going to have to re-enlighten me here. What did he do? He did. Now, keep in mind, I think he's one of my favorite comic book writers, and I'll like read just about anything his name's on. But this is the one thing he did where I'm kind of like, mm, mm-hmm. really, dude, uh-huh. really? He did this thing yeah. with and he, it was Mr. Freeze. If he did it with like someone else, he'd be like, okay. But Mr. Freeze, right. not not Mr. Freeze, please. Um, he uh, he made it so it made it like a twist. It wasn't like just mm-hmm. oh here this is. It was presented as a twist, and that is Mr. Freeze. A like his mother fell through the ice when he was a child. So uh-huh. and since then she was kind of just a little crazy and always in a wheelchair. And then right. one day he just like walks up and just like. I love you, Mom. Bye. And just pushes her right into like the frozen lake, and she just sinks down as he just walks, walks down, looking at his mother sink. And then you also find yeah. out this whole time that he's trying to bring Nora back, and Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. comes in, like, "What the fuck you doing? What the fuck you doing? Trying to bring this dead bitch back to life? Get the fuck out of here! No, I don't. I don't give a fuck <laughs> with your wife. Get the fuck out!" And you find out that it really wasn't his wife. He was just crazy, and he's just like, "She's so beautiful." Mm-hmm. I want to marry oh. her. And she was this lady wow. who was like stuck in cryo sleep for like 80 yeah. years that he was just infatuated with. So he was just going out of it and he broke in there illegally and had this. Right. And it was just one of those things that just it turned him into a creepy, like, you know, stalker. Right. And he, he, I want to say. Yeah, I heard about the. Uh, I also want to say they even put a scene in there too wow. where like he was like torturing animals and things like that too. And I was. Yeah, and I just remember it's like one of those ones because this is how this is why I think I like Mr. Freeze. Is at the end of the day, he's not a bad guy, but he is one of those kind of guys. It's like he if somebody gets in the way between you know saving his wife, he will do something about it. He has no problem like stopping somebody trying to get in his way, but he you know he doesn't go out of his way to do bad things. He doesn't at the end of the day he doesn't really want to do bad things. If everything just worked out and like someone could save his wife, he would be a hundred percent fine, and he would never even worry about that and that's how i kind of like picture mr freeze is you know some people don't need to be like villain yeah. villains, you know what i mean like the joker's just pure evil you know what i mean he's supposed to he does bad things just because that's who yeah. he is it's not maybe because he has any reason behind it it's just that's that's what he does you know what i mean the riddler i feel like that's a character who like he's kind of messed up in a way where he just likes almost causing havoc that's sort of who he is and so on but mr freeze though 
You know, yeah. it's like it's like Penguin. Penguin's a mobster at the end of the day. But Mr. Freeze, on the other hand, he's not right. a bad guy. Yeah. It's just shit kind of went in a bad way for him. And in that process, he had to do some shady things. But it was all, in a sense, for good intentions. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why he's so tragic. And you can almost, you know, feel for the guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. This one Scott's not. It's literally like it's like a singular issue. It's not. It's no more than like it's not even like a run in the comics or anything. It was like a back, you know, like on I think on book three of New Fifty Two Batman. It happened to be, or maybe book four, or one or the mm-hmm. other. It's in like the very back, just one of those extra stories. But it was one of those ones where I just remember going like, God, for this guy who likes Batman and does everything else to like a hundred percent. This is like that one story where it's like. It's like either he just doesn't get Mr. Freeze or he just really wanted to put some weird spin on it. But it was just like, not that character. Anybody, if you would have made the Riddler have that storyline, I would have been like, ah, okay. I still think that would have been a little odd for that character. But okay, I'll I'll buy that a little bit more. Reading a lot of his other books, like American Vampire, I could totally see it being something kind of like, he put elements of some other character he had locked in his head no while into Mr. Freeze. Cause it's not, that's not an interesting concept. It's just, it's Mr. Freeze. So it's like, and he's like one of the yeah. few like sympathetic Batman villains. Cause most of them aren't really that right. sympathetic. I mean, ironically, cause they both share the same movie, but the only two that are really that sympathetic are like, are, are uh, Freeze and Ivy. Yeah. Where I'll say Catwoman, she's not really even a villain by this point. She's more of just kind of like a, a rival slash frenemy, you know? Well, yeah. That, yeah. And Poison Ivy, I always feel like that technically is not a villain at all. She is like n- not even close to being a villain. She technically is probably a better person than even Batman at the end of the day. And it sounds weird saying that, <laughs> but she's literally trying to save the planet. And you could almost even say, like, well, Wayne does have factories and so on. So. <laughs> You, yeah. If you want to like put those two in like court from like between the earth and have fucking Jesus judge that, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> have Jesus yeah, and Thor true. judge it, and Buddha. <laughs> we'll, we'll get like a nice council going on, and Allah, Allah can come join too. Why not? Like, let's just have everybody. So nobody's left out. Moses. What if the, what if they all just bro down though? It's like, guys, look, check it out. It's Batman. 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 Like <laughs> the whole crowd, the whole court shouting, uh, sh- chanting it. And that's always kind of the sad thing is you like you ever realize mm-hmm. that there's like no real like female like main deities that like are like the number one in someone's religion. You know, there's like yeah, there's there's like other ones. I'm not saying there isn't, but like that. I mean, like the head honcho. I mean, when you think Norse, you either think probably. Odin or Thor, and most likely Thor. When you think Christianity, you think Jesus and God. When you think, like, even Jewish, like, that religion, it's like, what are you thinking of? You're thinking, like, guys like Moses and things like that. And when you think, you know, of course, Muslim, it's like, Allah, you got Buddha, even Shiva, like, sometimes it's portrayed as a woman, but it's actually a dude, or it's confusing, but... (laughs) If Christianity was a rock... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Mother Mary, Mother Mary or, something. or something. I was gonna say, if, I was gonna say, if, if Christianity was a rock band, Mother Mary would probably be like on bass. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. She she would be backup singing. They'd give her like some kind of female like role. Like, like hey, 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 she's a really good guitar player. Yeah. Put her on backup. You know, maybe she could play keyboard. She could be like you know, like Linda McCartney. <laughs> she's sort of there you know i mean because you know she's part of the team i guess well, whatever she'll pay for us to get here 
<laughs> but I, I can't remember where that was leading us. Oh, yeah, Poison Ivy. Just I just say like Poison Ivy is a character because like I, I love that character a lot, and that is one of those ones like I see absolutely no evil in. I mean, obviously, yeah, some people might write a story where she does bad things, but at the end of the day, when you really think about where her actions are going, it's like. Yeah, those are pretty good actions, you know what I mean? She's saving the planet, you know what I mean? Just Yeah. Maybe, maybe almost a little too hardcore, but she's saving the planet. God damn it. F- f- fighting the good fight. I think it's just <laughs> in the olden days, like probably when Poison Ivy was invented, it's like, oh, it's like the dirty hippies coming in. So Batman <laughs> oh, can punch right. them in their face. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. a woman, too. So he, she can punch them in the face, too, and keep them down. <laughs> Same with Catwoman. I like, I like, there's... I was reading the very first Catwoman issue. It was like 1939 or 41, one or the other. And it was kind of funny because there was a part where it's like, she, all she was doing, she was like robbing this ship or whatever and like stealing the diamonds. I didn't think she was almost even Catwoman yet. I think she was just Selena Kyle. She, I don't know, she might have had it. Like, it was like super proto version of her yeah. and stuff. And in the very end, Batman finds her and everything like that. It's, it's just like, oh, you know, Mr. Batman, you know, you know, just, just let me go. I mean, it's just Jules. Like, whatever. It's not that big thing. And it goes to a picture of Batman with his hand up. He's like, be nice for Papa Spank. <laughs> <laughs> Studio audience slap track. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's like, here's a Bill Finger-like comic. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> just it's... like Batman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you women go getting out of line. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't your husband give you enough money? (laughs) (laughs) It's funny you mention that because in like the most recent like version of Batman, like him and Selina Kyle are dating again. They know he's Batman. She knows he's Catwoman or whatever. Other way around, (laughs) she knows he's she knows she's Batman. He knows she's Catwoman. They they role reverse. They're doing a role play thing. Yeah, yeah. They're into that. I I would watch that one if Bruce Wayne was like, okay, I guess I got to put on the cat tights tonight. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just see what happens. Ugh, yeah. No, but um, there's a part where they're like laying in bed talking, and and I want to say like, there's what the first time they met. There's been so many iterations of the comic by this point, so many different versions of the history. Batman, somewhat at the time they met in year one, and she's a hooker, and she's fine. Like, no, what are you talking about? It didn't happen like this. It happened like that. And they go back to something more classier, where she's a little bit more of an elegant, kind of old, old-timey old lady suit. And then he's like, what about this time? Are you trying to steal the... They're just, they're just bringing in different variations of different yeah. timelines. They both remember it differently. Huh. That's pretty funny. I still need to get to that one. That's in my big fat stack of Batman that needs to be caught up. It's pretty good. Huh. I'll have, to, I'll have to watch. Yeah, read that. It sounds pretty cool. Mm-hmm. They stopped just releasing two issues every single month like crazy people. Insane. I know. It's like way too much. It's like the worst part, too, is DC was doing it for a while where like almost all their books had that. It was like Nightwing had two issues a month. Green Arrow had two issues a month. I think Flash had two issues a month. And it was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa c- come back. Like, Jesus Christ. At least it wasn't as bad. There was a period like a year or two ago where they had this storyline called Batman and Robin Eternal, and it started as Batman Eternal. Uh-huh. They did an issue every week, and it was a full issue, too. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. I, I still got like 26 issues of like Batman and Robin Eternal. And it's not that the story's not good, and I got like a couple graphic novels of Batman and Robin, or just Batman Eternal, because I got them for like four bucks on Amazon. It was just like one of those ones where it's like, 
whew, you just look at it, it's like it's a huge stack of issues. It's like they're they're good stories. Yeah. But I don't know if that was the only Batman book that they were making, and there was no side characters and no detective comics and no anything extra. That's that, that's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if, if you've got all these other ones and Batgirls and Batwomans and so on, it's just like no, cal- calm down, calm down a bit. <laughs> Well, Marvel's yeah, getting. I think. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Brandon. I was just saying. You know, sometimes it's gonna be a little too jam packed, but you know, it's just. Uh, I, you know, it, it is good to have all these features, but it's like, when do you have time to read it all if you're working and you know you got to catch up on yeah, all this stuff? Exactly. Plus, it's like, where does Batman find the time to do all this anyway? Too. <laughs> that's true. That's the damn good. Yeah, it's like. I- I mean, the only thing I look at it, it's like it's good that that gives more jobs for people to write and draw Batman. That that's the best way to look. Because if there's only like one Batman story, and yeah, it'd make it easier for like the fans to read. That'd be if there's only like one job available in a moment, you know. So by that standard, okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And it's one of those ones I even got like because Justice League is coming out. I got like the sale thing on Comicsology. It's like, oh, there's some Justice League books on sale, and I was like. I know I shouldn't flip through this because I have so many comics to read, but I guess I'll take a look anyways. Yeah. It's like, ooh, they got on sale the one where Green Arrow kills, um, what's his name? Deathstroke? What is, but like both those books. Not Deathstroke. Um, no, the one where like everybody's like, oh, Green Arrow, how could you kill that poor son of a bitch? You know what I mean? Like, I know he's bad and all, and I know that he like he took Speedy's arm and his like daughter and everything, but like, you, you don't kill a man. <laughs> Not on a monopia, was it? And they, like, he's still alive. No, that's Kevin Smith's. Yeah. Um, no, this one's like a Justice League. I almost want to say it's kind of a Jeff Johns one. I don't know if he's like the main writer on all of it, but kind of one of those ones. But yeah, so I was like, oh, that's that's on sale. That looks cool. And then there's one where it's like there's like an alternate worlds one where it's like had just a bunch of random DC stories in there. And it's like, oh, there's like Old West Wonder Woman and all kinds of like different things. I'm like, that sounds cool. Six bucks for 400 and something pages. And you're like, that's a great deal. And then you're kind of like, well, you know how long that's going to take to read too at the same time. <laughs> yeah. That's why movies like Sub-Zero <laughs> are nice because it's 67 minutes of, you know, pure Batman and, yeah. and you're, you're in and out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an easy, digestible story. Gets you everything you need. You know, all the perils of Batman all wrapped into one. And yeah, this is one of those ones that... It is one of those movies, like... If I had to kind of, like, rate it out of all... Let's just say animated Batman movies. I would definitely say it actually is pretty much up there. It it is a really good... Definitely in the top five. Sorry, Gobrin. No, no, that's... Yeah, exactly. Top... At least top five, you know, because... There are a lot of Batman animated movies out there, you know, and uh, <laughs> some are better than others, you know. But, um, you know, and also, do you count things like, you know, where it's uh, the Dark Knight, you know, returns and all that stuff? You know, where there are there adaptations of comics? Yeah, uh, do you count those as, or Batman Year One? Are those animated movies to you, or do you only count, like, Red Hood and, you know, things like that? No, I was I was counting even the adaptation mm-hmm. ones, like, at the same time. I guess if you go by just, like, pure original Batman ones, then you, I guess you got Mask of the Phantasm, you got Sub-Zero, you got Mystery of Batwoman, which that's a really good one, too. That's that's a total, like, lost gem. Oh, yeah. It's, um, a, it's a fun, fun twisty story, you know. You don't know what's going on at the end. You got, like, the Batman and Harley Quinn one that just came yeah, out Yeah, did year. you guys do a podcast on that yet? Special, it's, it's yeah, weird. we did. Okay, okay. We did. What did you guys think of that? I just I know we're, we're still in the limelight from Sub-Zero, but it, it sort of ties in. Because it's supposed to be in this universe, isn't it? It's still Batman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so. You go first. You go. I'll let Ryan go first. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, it's one of those ones, like, I remember the first time I watched that movie, I was kind of like, this is, like, it's not bad, but it was a little bit weird. It almost reminded me kind of Marvel-like, where it was like, oh, they're almost having too much fun yeah. with it. Where, because that's, that's always my problem with Marvel stuff. And it's funny, because everybody else out there talks about, they're like, oh, Marvel's so much better than DC! <laughs> and it's just like, I always kind of watch Marvel stuff, and I like Marvel things, but sometimes at the end of the day, if they're movies, it's like, I kind of wish they took their stuff a little bit serious it's kind of like the new thor it's like even though i don't be wrong i like this new thor but it is like joke central for like the first half of the movie i mean it's pretty much thor the sitcom for a while and it tones <laughs> down a little bit but you know and there's still jokes even to the very end of it and it's funny i went back and i watched thor one and i watched I, I was looking at the time the whole time and i was like okay i'm gonna wait for the first joke like the first real joke not just like something that's like a light like yeah not really meant to laugh i mean something that's full-on this is a joke that doesn't happen until 31 wow. minutes into the first Thor. It's just like, well, and, and I'll say this. If you minus out Kat Denning's lines, which once again, there's only like, she probably has maybe 10 dumb lines <laughs> in the whole movie. If you minus out hers, there's probably like barely even like 10 jokes in that movie. I probably would say there's probably like five jokes and they're all mostly done by Thor. Like, you know, when he smashes the glass or something like that. There's so little comedy in that first Thor. That movie's almost like Batman serious at the end of the day. It was kind of funny. Like, I just kind of forgot that while watching it. And then you look at the, the Thor 3 and you're like, it's such a weird contrast almost. It was almost like, but then again, this is why I started wondering. Thor, the first one, is Paramount and Paramount only. And then, you know, as you get farther on, once they get in the hands of Disney, does that mouse start saying, like, no, put those <laughs> fucking jokes in there. That's what gets the kids laughing. That's what gets the middle-aged folks laughing. You know, because middle-aged people, that's what pays the bills. Oh, <laughs> in Oklahoma, I tell you. <laughs> so I just kind of start wondering, like, where they going from, like, seriousness? Like, I've started thinking about, I'm like, what was the first Disney Marvel movie? I know it's getting all off Batman, but it all started First related. Disney Marvel? Uh, well, I guess... Avengers, I think, might be the first one that had produced. But I mean, it's not the Disney. Um, it's not the Paramount logo on front of it. But I want to say uh, it was a joint effort. Yeah, you know? it was a joint. See, that makes sense because I like that's the first movie, and it's not once again not saying anything against them, but that's the first one where like comedy started being like, oh, they're going really yeah. jokey in these movies. And, you know, if you think about it, I mean, like, Iron Man, that, Iron Man was made in that style. But I think was once, once they made Avengers, they just took that Iron Man style and then just slapped it on everybody else as well, too. And just made them all jokey. And I remember it's like, oh, that's kind of the first time they started just having more jokes. So maybe it's Disney's the one that kind of blew the jokes out of proportion. Now, obviously, Captain America 2 is under the Disney logo. And that one's a pretty serious movie compared to it. But that's why I kind of started thinking. I'm like, that's where the jokes came from. Paramount was the serious company, like a fox. And then all of a sudden... Disney got their hands on it, and then it becomes like, you know, almost like Johnny Depp in like Pirates of the Caribbean 2, where it's like, hey, people found you really funny in that first one. Just start running around <laughs> with your arms all flailed out and, you know, crack jokes left and right and put on more funny hats and so on. And once again, not saying that they're bad movies, yeah. but you notice the comedy. And coming all the way back to Batman, I noticed that kind of in the Harley Quinn one, is it felt like they were almost, they were doing the thing where it's like, okay, there's, you know, you have a joke like, you know, perfect example, Batman and Sub Zero. Like, Alfred's always got those, like, good witty lines, and he has them throughout the show and everything like that. That's a perfect point, because Alfred can have that dry humor, right. and it doesn't feel yeah. like it takes away from the show or the mood or anything like that. But once you start having those kind of weird jokes, like, in Batman and Harley Quinn, it has some weird ones like that. Like, the, yeah, I think the, the part where, like, Harley Quinn's farting in the car. Much, like, that, that almost sounds... It's, <laughs> Yeah, and then there's a couple parts too. There's even I mean this part's kind of funny, but there's like where Booster Gold 
calls on the phone and, and um, you know, Dick's trying to make all these like motions of like why he doesn't want him there, and then he makes a jerk <laughs> off one. I mean, don't get me wrong, that's that one's kind of funny, but it's still he, at the same time he makes it so out of place for like motion. a Batman animated series thing. <laughs> yeah, like don't get me wrong, that's that, that's really funny. Like, but it's like well, those ones like, are we doing like Batman the sitcom or is this yeah. Batman the animated series? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like. Like, you know, take, like, the Batman 66 movie, not the one with Two-Face, but the one that they did beforehand, um, the Cape Crusaders Return. Like, that, to me, felt like a perfect place that you could put comedy in, and it was like, you kind of expected that, you know what I mean? And plus, when you saw the jokes that Adam West and Burt Ward were doing as these old men, yeah. that made it almost even funnier. It was like, oh, dude, this is perfect. They're, they're, they're having a great time with it, and that's what you want to see. But and it, I guess when I saw Harley Quinn initially, I was I was expecting it to be animated series and then when you see it's like oh it's it's different and then i watched it a second time and i will say i did enjoy it a little bit more the second time it's still got some weird stuff oh, in I it thought, but i did enjoy know, it what do you think brandon i did think it was fun uh but it's just uh, some of the humor was a little bit different than i was expecting you know so uh it was a little more juvenile humor with the the fart jokes and stuff and then i have a friend who is adamant that Nightwing would never sleep with Harley Quinn. I'm, we're going spoilers here. But he's like, yeah, he turned, you know, I don't know where exactly in the timeline it is, because uh, I'm not sure if Joker has shot Barbara Gordon and turned her into Oracle yet. But, you know, he's like, yeah, she, he, would, he would never sleep with the girlfriend of the Joker and stuff. But I don't know if that's happened in this universe yet. <laughs> That just reminds me of your friend just watch this movie like, no, yeah, no. Like, no. They're just like screaming at the TV like, no, why? Yeah, yeah he, he also had a huge issue with the uh, Batman sleeping with Barbara Gordon in the Killing Joke film adaptation. I don't know if you remember. I mean, th- that one was kind of weird, too, just for the fact that, like, this is all I think about. I'm like... That's her fa- that's like one of her father's best friends. That's what makes yeah. it weird to me. That's the it's it's not necessarily the Batman part. It's literally the 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 Commissioner Gordon, Bruce Wayne, Batman all being friends thing. Yeah. That's the weird part about it. And also too, going back to Batman Sub Zero, I like Barbara Gordon being with Dick Grayson. At the yeah. end of the day, I think that's the perfect person for him. I know that they always have, you know, they all date around and, you know, Barbara Gordon started sleeping with black guys and it made Dick feel awkward, but <laughs> still. <laughs> it got to, it got to that point though, where it's like at the end of the day, it's like, don't get me wrong, I like Batwing, but at the end of the day, sorry, she's all about the dick, I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> I don't mean just the dick in general, but the dick Grayson that is. All right. <laughs> and so like that's where i I felt that that was kind of weird it's just like it it, would have been weirder too if like like nightwing would have showed up there and then he just would have been on the rooftop just standing there (laughs) fucking like (laughs) (laughs) and then it just nobody says anything it just cuts the killing joke story (laughs) like that's just how it goes (laughs) i I was gonna say that uh kill I i don't i don't think the animated series involves killing joke because She's the commissioner in Bam Beyond, and she still stands up, and she's able to walk oh, around. Yeah, so I, yeah, you're right. I think they removed that, but I don't. I think you're right. I don't think that Dick would fuck uh, Carly Quinn because I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm not trying to look too deep into this, but yeah, she's fucked the Joker. God knows what the fuck happens there. You like. Yeah. You start laughing like halfway through of like halfway through, you just start laughing like you know like ah! like you know like oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, I'll say this: for Nightwing's behalf, he was raped. 
That's true. So, that's, that okay. is true. Okay that's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you know, there's some rape that's uh, apparently is like okay. It's like it's like in the Clint Eastwood movie, uh, High Plains Drifter. You know, and that lady's just barraging him the whole time in the very beginning, telling him that he's like no good and everything like that. So what Clint Eastwood does is just drags her out to a barn, says you need to be taught a lesson, gives her a little bit of rape, and the next thing you know, she's all good. So you know, sometimes rape can kind of make a nice turn. <laughs> Oh it's just okay. <laughs> I'm just saying it was a different I, I, I got, there, there's right right there's two proofs <laughs> <laughs> I know I know it's a cartoon and a movie but at the end of the day I'm saying like when when has film ever lied that's to true. us that's true that's very true even in sub zero <laughs> did you guys ever see the this moment there's a there's a when the the film cuts to a shot of underneath a bed and the bed's like creaking down it's like okay are they really trying to make little kids think what what I'm thinking, they're trying to make him think. Like, what is that shot trying to, uh, trying to? Uh, what message is that sending? But then you realize you're just jumping on the bed. Yeah, it's, it's such a weird moment. Yo, I, well, raped her butt. well, I noticed that too. I, I forgot, I forgot to write that down. But I'm glad you brought that up because I remember it's like the, the only reason you you cut from that a low shot of the bed and just heard the creaking and heard her jumping, or like heard her you know making yeah. sounds. Is, is you knew that that was a joke. There, there was no way you could have used any other mm-hmm. shot in that room, and you chose that shot. It's like yeah, that, that was totally that, an oh, innuendo. Yeah. No way around that one. <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of. <laughs> I know it's such a weird one too. And... It is. It is a weird one. <laughs> but that goes back to where it's not just for kids. There are moments in it for adults that would you know where adults would be like, oh, I get what they're doing there. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah. Because you know a kid would generally never, I don't know, I say this, but one of those kids would be like, oh, that's every night for me is when they put me under the bed. <laughs> and he's he's dressed like Batman too but... for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he punches me and says I'm drafted to the war and he's got nothing else but a cowl and a cape on. <laughs> But um, but yeah, no. I, sometimes it's like those kind of weird things. I mean, I I know if like for as far as like a comic goes, and you know, it's like it goes over time. It's like, well, you know, you can't always have this. You know, Dick Grayson and Barbara Gordon together. You got to split. Well, you, you can, but for some reason, they feel like they have the need. Like, oh, you got to change it up for the drama factor. It's kind of like. I don't know. It's like also like an era, like the TV show. It's like at some point everybody's going to sleep with everybody, and I think that's just how that show is going to be. It's is it necessary? No, not. But for some reason, there's like a target audience out there. They're like that audience needs to see everybody sleep with it. Everybody at some point, Diggle and Green Arrow are going to sleep with each other, and it's just going to be there, and it's going to be one of those nights, and no one's going to question <laughs> it. Just dig deep. <laughs> they're not going to talk about it afterwards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Diggle, dig deep. But uh, regarding. Um... Regarding uh, the the Tim the the Dick Grayson and Barbara uh, Barbara relationship, there, I was gonna say that I think this movie does a good job of just making Barbara very likable. I'll say that they even make her like seem mm-hmm. very. Mm-hmm. I, I think it, it's pretty it's pretty um pretty forward thinking because I know that they still had you know girl superheroes back then even on like kids shows, but nineties I don't think they had nearly as many. They're like as strong of female characters as Barbara around this time, and they even that there's a part yeah. where unless it's X Men. What? What? Yeah, X Men. X Men. Unless it's X Men. But beyond that, I can't think of like a whole <laughs> lot. Maybe they were there, but nothing's really coming to mind for me so much. And there's that part where Barbara, where 
Brute, or Tim's kind of, I'm sorry, uh, mixing my robins here. Uh, Dick is coming in. He's just like, hey, he's kind of shy. Like, so I was wondering if you'd like to go to the coast and go to this jazz festival. And she's like, a jazz festival? Turns around if it's so the camera can see. And she's like, kind of very like, oh shit, oh shit, yeah, he likes me. And he's like, I don't know, oh shit. You know, and then she turns back around, like, why not? Okay, I got time for it. Yeah. I still wish she was the real, now I just wish she was the real big fish. <laughs> festival i don't know why i just <laughs> oh my gosh lord lester it's like you like real big flesh uh, yeah, well <laughs> goldfinger's opening for him <laughs> yeah i know i never knocked on wood <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh that'd be awesome but um but yeah i guess i, I lost train of thought there i'm not <laughs> sure where i'm at Something about them dating together. All right, but, well, yeah, it's like at the same time, because uh, this is how I feel with a lot of cartoon shows. This is how the female character always was. And I don't think this is like a bad one. Somebody probably point this out like, oh, that's not a strong character. I'm like, no, I still think this is strong, but the female characters just always be kind of like the token female character. And I felt they always fell, they fell in the, uh, the April O'Neil kind of category, where here's your four cool dudes with powers and, you know, so on. And then here's their kind of woman that kind of helps them out and makes them like fit in to like society. And that's the same with like Gargoyles has that too. It's like, oh, here's all your gargoyle bros, and then here's your um, the police officer lady. You know, she she kind of like lets them know how like society works and so on. And I was gonna say, does um, the sewer sharks have that too? Uh, I, I can't remember. remember. I'm trying to think. They had, you know what? I think they. I want to say sewer sewer sharks did have that. She wasn't as memorable. She wasn't as memorable as April. <laughs> sewer and they also had like some like '90s kid hacker with like. Oakley wrap around sunglasses, like whoa, bro, we got sharks here. I'm a hacker. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I will say, actually, you know what show did the Real Adventures of Johnny Quest, and that technically she comes originally from uh, the movie before that. But yeah, um, Jesse, she, she she's a strong female character, I think. But once again, I guess you could say that's the token female character. Because other than that, though, it's just like bro party. <laughs> Even the dog's a boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> really, that's almost a show where it's like, oh, who's going to date Jesse? Haji or Johnny? <laughs> or race. So, yeah, you never really know. Wait, that's his daughter now. <laughs> Forgot about that. I was thinking I that was somebody else's daughter. for a minute there. It's just... I know, I forgot, and I was like, wait a second, i got to correct that. <laughs> That'd be like the time that Kevin Smith and Andy McElfresh went off talking about, like, uh, Inspector Gadget and, like, um, what's her name? Penny, like, dating. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, that's his niece. Well, hey, uh, I just asked Jerry Lee Lewis. That's but, his cousin. But, yeah. <laughs> he has a... Do you it's guys okay. know if Sub-Zero was drawn on black paper just like the uh, animated series was? That's actually, I, they did that. I, I would stop doing that after so. a while just because they heard that a lot of the uh, artists were actually getting sick while making it. Oh, really? Yeah, like I hear they still did that with like concept art. But as far as like, because what they would do for at least the first couple episodes, I want to say, because it was originally uh, illustrated in Japan. And this, by this point, I think it was South Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say that. They they actually literally are putting on gas masks. Hold wrong because the paper would make them sick, and oh, they, wow. or, the, or the materials they had to use to draw on and do all the artwork. So eventually they just kind of backed out of that, and they just said, "Okay, well, we'll still do all the concept art on that, but here is how." Yeah. You know, yeah. Wow, that's cr- okay. So you learn something new every day. I didn't <laughs> mm-hmm. know that. 
Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Well, I also want to say that it was only the backgrounds that were done on the black stuff. I like it wasn't the characters and the you know the models and so on. But I could be wrong there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just going off an interview I heard like five years plus by this point. Yeah. Huh. huh. That's crazy. But yeah, Sub Zero was able to you know in terms of even animation, they did some really cool shots where you know like it pans from character to character or. You know, and I don't think it's all CGI either. I think sometimes it is actually drawn that way, which is really great. Mm-hmm. You know, like just even even Batman and Robin in the cockpit of the the Batwing. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's some cool stuff going on. So I think it was drawn very well too, just to well, you know keeping in style with that classic look. Well, I think also too, since it was a movie, they almost like that allows them to be a little bit more experimental, where they can take a little bit more risks that they couldn't maybe take in like a regular episode because you didn't want to break that continuity. And I think almost in that kind right. of period, you're able to try some things that you're like, this probably would be really cool, but, you know, let's just give it a go in a movie. And I think that's why we get some of these really neat shots in this movie and some cool lighting effects. And, yeah, even yeah. like – because even when there is CG, the nice thing about it, though, is like the CG is just like partial. It's like maybe a right, car right. CG, but still Dick Grayson – or like let's say the motorcycle might be CG at one moment, but Dick Grayson still – like hand right so that that's what's yeah. kind of neat it's like yeah. it's a good combo it's not like a a full cg you know mm-hmm. yeah it's true uh, watching this again it kind of made me realize how little detective work batman actually does in all the live action movies like maybe a little bit like oh i bumped shoulders with this guy and got some prints off him looks like he used to work with this guy looks like works with this company i'm gonna go interrogate him tonight yeah. and you know there, there's like there's like there, there is a, like a little bit of detective work in those movies, maybe a little bit more like in Ben Begins and Dark Knight. But thinking back, those movies don't have a whole lot. And they just show them at the back computer, like, plug this in. Oh, okay. I noticed in this movie, as well as the animated series, they do a much better job of actually telling a real detective story. Because just oh, the, yeah. the, the way they're breaking down of how they find uh, that crooked doctor and just the whole I mean, you can, I mean the voicemail thing would be a little harder to pull off this day and age with the with the tape but still like for the time and other things that were going on in that just the things they pieced together and the way they got there yeah oh yeah well that's why you know, rage I, I calls totally him detective you know rage yeah. <laughs> he actually lives up to it he didn't call him detective when ben begins he's like well you're barely doing <laughs> right. detective work so i'm just gonna call you bruce Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's totally true, and it's like one of those ones like, have you seen Mystery of Batwoman? This was only an hour. No, I actually haven't seen that one. No. Brandon, have you seen Mystery uh, of Batwoman? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I own that one too. Well, see, since Ryan hasn't seen that one, that might be a fun one to do later down the line. So we won't go into any spoils there. But that movie's got really good detective stuff in it. That's what I like about yeah, that movie. That's... It really makes you think the whole time through, like on what this mystery is going to be. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, that one's really good. I'm. It's one of those ones like if if you can run across that one, Ryan, grab that one, and we should do an episode on it because I kid you not, it is really good movie. Yeah, and it's like and it's in the same style. Well, I think it's in the the secondary style technically, but still same. It's still uh, Bruce. Bruce Timbers, Bruce Tim. yeah. Which I'll say, thinking back, we're talking about the detective, the detective aspect of it, which like uh, they made series always nailed down. And I'm just thinking about because the two different people that go and ask, they ask the uh, doctor lady who's like, yeah, that doctor's kind of a jerk, just kind of comes in whenever he wants. And then there is the stockbroker. 
I'm just imagining what if they just switched those two different approaches? Like how like how like much more awkward that whole bit would have been. Like, it's like excuse uh, me, uh, Mr. Stockbroker, can you tell me about one of your uh, one of your employees? Like, oh yeah, sure, this and that. And they go to the lady, where's the fucking doctor? <laughs> she just just like on her bed in the middle of the night, just like fist up to her face. <laughs> Oh my gosh! They didn't know crazy. that stockbroker was involved in a bunch of illegal shit. They could have just knocked on his door, like, "Yo, wait, wake up, Batman. We got some shit to talk about." <laughs> didn't you think that stockbroker looked a little too much like Alfred too? Like, I was thinking that. Mm, ran out of character designs, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I felt when I saw his mustache like, a little okay, thicker. Okay. Remove the glasses. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just do something. Like he looked a little too close. I was like Alfred's like cousin or something. <laughs> Sir, can you please not terrorize my cousin? He he worked so hard to get out of the but the butler business. He <laughs> said the butt business. Butt like, business. oh, what was it? Well, he was a butler <laughs> for years. This <laughs> guy's like he's like a bunch of Calvin Klein ads, or just some ass. <laughs> just like just like smogging the stage, just like popping his ass out left and right. Like, ooh, ooh, just picture like Alfred just doing that. <laughs> but that's his cousin. It happens to look the same. Like, why the cousins look the same? I don't know, but. <laughs> Was that part, uh, part of Batman and Robin, the live action movie too? Alfred having some cousin or something, or yeah, there, there was. Like he's uncle Alfred because Alfred brother, had a family. Guess, something, yeah. He uh, Batgirl was his niece in Batman and Robin. Yeah, I remember growing up when that came out. I was a little bit younger. I was like, "That's not how it's supposed to be." She's supposed to be Commissioner but... Gordon's daughter. You know. This this is what I always say though is like if you take a look at those four movies, here's the thing: who's a bigger character, Alfred or Commissioner Gordon? Because like Commissioner Gordon is like he's only like in like I he he's had like one scene maybe in Batman and Robin, but he's always there. He's always like oh Batman, and he's yeah. always like super overweight and stuff. He's like oh the bat signal's on, the Joker's out, Catwoman's out, the Penguin's <laughs> here. It's just like that's all he really does in every single one. Even in like Batman and Robin, he's like. He like poison ivy comes up to him and like just sprays him. Yeah. Away. He's like, oh, yeah. so that guy was just so fumbly and right, right. You know, <laughs> like I, I feel like I know it, I know it's against continuity, but I actually don't mind like that him being re- or Batgirl being related yeah. to Alfred. I actually feel like that actually works really well for the story. Yeah, it's its own Elseworlds thing, and it's you know it's it's yeah. not it's not horrible. I just remember younger me. Did not like that very much, but you know, nowadays I can see I can see yeah. why they did it. You're right because you know Michael Goff as as Alfred is fantastic, and it does make it a little bit more interesting yeah. to watch uh, in that in that universe anyway. Yeah. Plus, also it's one of those things like they never really they never really developed much of a relationship with uh, Commissioner Gordon and the those original movies. So I think it would have just been awkward, mm-hmm. like. I thought that was Captain Crunch. Oh, his his daughter comes in. He's playing a part, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. yeah. No, that's totally true. It, and it's here's the thing. At the end of the day, it's like I kind of come to conclusions, but maybe it's even like the older I get that Alfred really is just like one of my favorite characters. And it doesn't really matter what interpretation it is. Like, dude, they nail Alfred every time. <laughs> Animated series, that Alfred's fantastic. I love the dry, witty humor he's got. Even in, like, Batman 1, 2, 3, and 4, the movies, like, that Alfred, great. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you love that Alfred. He's just the lovable Alfred. You know, you get into, like, the Christopher Nolan ones. Amazing Alfred. And especially even now with the Ben Affleck ones, super fantastic. Gotham. I think that's the best character in Gotham is Alfred. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's like, dude, I can watch a show where it's just Alfred running around town punching people. You wear the Batman? (laughs) Like, that to me is... 
yeah, yeah. you wear the Batman. They got Alfred's. It's like that's what I mean. It's like I think Alfred's kind of coming along from just being like you know sort of the butler taking care of this boy, you know, who's dressing up mm-hmm. as a Batman to. Almost like I, I like it too. Like when they start giving, like you know, all the little things they added to you know Alfred. Like you know, at first he was like a field medic. They kind of added that into there, and then I like now that they start adding in that he's pretty much was like 007. Because I think that that makes a lot more sense. You know, obviously, if this guy is like sort of training Batman, like his original mentor, I like the idea that that's his first kind of like master is Alfred mm-hmm. in the Batman universe. How does Batman get to his start? He gets trained by Alfred, and who's Alfred? He's 007. He's like 005 right, or something yeah. like that. I hope that, that might be the, cl- the one who's like a clown that gets killed. <laughs> I'm not too sure. Well, that's true. Yeah, Alfred's fantastic. Oh, every once in a while, there's always like those 007 movies where they show like the other 00 person, and it's just like, oh, there's that one getting <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, that's usually how that works. But yeah, Alfred was sort of like the start of his, all of his training, wasn't he? He was the first one cool. to kind of. Yeah, I think it just kind of. Oh, I was going to say, I think that just kind of, like, as time went on, it was like people kind of put that together. Like, God, let's just make this guy more of his training. I mean, mm-hmm. like, obviously, he was always a mentor. Not saying, like, he wasn't. But, like, yeah, like, maybe he was the guy who trained Batman how to fight at first. And maybe he was the guy who started getting him involved more and more in these things, you know. And then, like, only, like, later on, like, like a good martial arts movie, you know, you train with your master. And then you get to, like, the age of, like, 20 or so. And then you go off, like, Ryu, and you start traveling the world finding all kinds of other senseis and masters to kind of learn and get this eclectic martial arts build in. And that's how I kind of feel. Like, I picture Batman, like, he goes off, he trains with Zatara, and he, you know, he teaches them all, like, the, almost like the illusions of magic and how to help him, like, hide and disappear and all that kind of stuff. He goes and he trains with, you could use, if you want, the Batman Begins thing. He trains with Ra's al Ghul if you want to use that kind of thing. I mean, you could go with, like, to anyone that you want. You pick your own kind of people, like, who he trains with in his youth. And that's who kind of builds him up after he's trained with mm-hmm. Alfred. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. And in this Sub-Zero movie, we still get the classic Alfred that, uh, you know, you, you see in Mask of the Phantasm and the entirety of the, uh, you know, animated series. So he, he's still right there. And, and, you know, I guess Commissioner Gordon makes sneak appearances here and there. But I think we get a little bit more Alfred in Sub-Zero. And, he, and it's just great to see the three of them. You know, he, you know mm-hmm. he and Batman and Robin kind of have these little... I don't know, detective work squabbles together. I don't know. It's just kind of fun to to, to see them work work together. Mm-hmm. Now, this is definitely one of the uh, best animated movies. It's been a while since I watched it. I watched my I knew it was good, but I forgot how good it was. So uh makes me want to actually go out and buy it because I just rented it right off PlayStation. So. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. You mean you don't have the oh, cool... Yeah. Yeah, I don't have right. the cool... Is yours like, a white screen? Case, the... With a very like yeah. official Warner Brothers plastic clip that comes over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Clip, can you hear that? I don't know if you can hear it. Oh, that's legit. <laughs> yeah. That's the shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got the cliffy clip. But um, I can't remember. was yours in widescreen? Just out of curiosity. No, mine was in full screen. Ryan. Maybe okay, that's well, the only way it yeah. comes. So yeah, okay. Well, I think we've come yeah. to the conclusion that this movie's in full screen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad yeah. we got that out of the way. But no, no, overall, yeah. You know what's the only thing that's kind of weird, though? Is since this movie was supposed to be kind of like a promotional tie-in movie with Batman and Robin, I'm actually kind of surprised they don't yeah. have Poison Ivy in it. Just just out of curiosity. I mean, there's probably not enough time for it. But, you know, they got Batgirl. They got, you know, 
Robin, they got Batman, they got Mr. Freeze, they got almost all of them. I mean, I guess right. you could say Bane, too, by that standard, but really, I think that what they're selling off of is Poison mm-hmm. Ivy and yeah. Mr. Freeze. Bane was, like, the bonus character. I am kind of surprised. Now, I don't know how she would fit. You'd have to have a completely yeah. different story if she Well, this was also originally meant to be a, a theatrical movie, which makes me believe it would probably would have been at least 20 minutes longer. So, who knows what else they would have fitted in there at that time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, it might have been, probably not, maybe, yeah, maybe 20 minutes, probably only about maybe a little over 10 minutes longer. They probably would just put just enough, because mostly it seems animated movies Because mm-hmm. this is like 57 minutes or so, give or take, like They're right? at that, like, 67, but. No, oh, it's okay. a little bit more than that, because it's like an hour and oh, okay. six minutes, so it's like 66 or so. Because I think you got to be, I think you have to be 60 mm-hmm. or 65 yeah. minutes to be considered a feature film. Maybe, maybe. I could be wrong there. That, yeah. For some reason, it might be actually almost a little bit less than that. But that's why if you go back in time, like a long time ago, like in the 30s and 40s, there's a lot of movies that are only like, they're like 67 minutes long. And like nowadays, you go, a live action yeah. movie, 67 minutes long? This is one of those ones that uh-huh. just made the cusp. But then again, you got people like, well, we'll make a three and a well, half hour long movie. Why? You, because we can. I saw a movie that was under an hour and 20 minutes this day and age. It went to theaters. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, a lot of animated not movies animated? still think are at least an hour and a half. Batman, a- animate, like the Lego Batman was at least like, I think that was like two hours and five minutes. Uh, I want to say Zootopia was like an hour and a half or something like that, hour and 20 maybe. Yeah. I, I'm not <laughs> going to watch the nut that job fucking bullshit. Was. I don't know. I had to take my nephew to the first one. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not Probably saying did you see it, but I'm saying what do you think that movie was? I bet you that movie was under an hour. I don't know. Well, the first one I had, as my nephew do, it felt like three hours, but maybe it was in the. <laughs> <laughs> did you just have that moment, like almost like Pokemon, the first movie, like as an adult watching it? You're just like, what? What, what is the scene? Why are they all talking to each other? They're on like this vacation somewhere in Pikachu's land and everything like that, and there's no humans and no English, and then all of a sudden it go kind of fades out. You're like, oh, thank Christ, I'm glad that was over. You know, I, that felt like three hours. I know it probably wasn't that long, but it's like, oh no, that that, well, that was just well, the beginning that, that, part. I mean, They're starting another movie. I can tell what was going on. I mean, I, I think taking like an adult to Pokemon when I was in its heyday and just take a pair like, come on, let's go watch the Digimon movie or the Pokemon movie and just hearing all these like, why the fuck are they saying their names? Why are they fighting? Where are they <laughs> yeah. It would be so much more confusing. It was just a bad, just by the numbers movie. So, and at some point they just had Gangnam Style, a bunch of fuzzy <laughs> animals playing Gangnam Style and we're just <laughs> sitting in the theater and just seeing like, all right, like, all right, like look at my nephew like, alright dude, we gotta go and then like, we're sitting in the front row, and a bunch of like little moms, their little daughters, and kids, or the kids were like dancing and waddling in place, clapping to the song in circles. And I just uh-huh. had like, like this 2001 Space Odyssey, like it's too much to comprehend. Like, ah, 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 just like lights going down <laughs> my eyes. I'm like, we gotta go. Like, I like this no. song. I'm like, we're not one of them. <laughs> You're like, just dragging him out. Uh-huh. He's like, no. <laughs> He wasn't screaming. He was like, we've got to go. we got to go. Just all these moms, their kids. Like, oh, dance, sweetie, dance. Like, their fucking phones out. Just like, Throwing oh. popcorn at them. So, yeah, Batman and Sub-Zero. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... I think 
this will be probably maybe another 10 more minutes, maybe or 20, 15, 20 minutes before I go to the theaters. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't really need that, but I look at this way, like, a lot of the DCU movies are all about that 70-minute, 80-minute mark, give or take. So, I mean, this one's a little bit shorter than, every, yeah. than like, some of the other ones. You can tell that they probably cut back a little bit, you know, because... You know, they probably had maybe a slightly bigger story. Even though it's it's weird because you watch this movie and it feels like a feature length movie. Like I, I don't watch it and go, oh, that felt like a little over an hour. It just happens to be when I look at the time frame. It's like, oh, that's that's all it is. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it goes by quickly. That's for sure. And I think it's also I think animation you can sort of tell more story in less time than you can in live action. Because you know, have you ever noticed that you watch like an hour and a half like animation movie? And it felt like you almost had two and a, if you did it in live action, it for some reason would take two and a half hours to tell, or even like two plus hours. I don't know why that is, but yeah. Perfect example is you look at like the two Wonder Woman movies. There's the Wonder Woman animated movie, and then there's the Wonder Woman live action movie. And the you know the live action movie is like probably two hours and twenty minutes. The Wonder Woman movie is probably the animated one's like an hour and twenty. I feel like there's way more stuff that happens in the animated movie than there is in like the live action movie. Like at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, plus, I didn't see the animated one, but oh, it's really good. good. It's like one of the best DCU oh, ones. Cool. I kid you not. I remember when I first saw it. I told Ryan, "I'm like, dude, it's like almost better than Batman. Good, like that's how good this thing is. Wow, it's like up to that part. Might have to check it out. It's it's really good. yeah, it's really good. And also the Green Lantern one's really good too. If you haven't seen that, no, not the new one. There's 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 two oh. green. There's actually technically two Green Lantern. There's or two animated ones. There's Green Lantern First Flight mm-hmm. and Green Lantern Emerald Knights. They're both really good, but First Flight's, like, amazing. Oh, sweet. Oh, I know I'm going to have to go scrounging for those now. Yeah. Thanks. Fall down the DCU <laughs> rabbit hole. Like, I've literally made it, like, I got to the point where I, I bought every single DCU movie there is. It's like, it, it took a while, but, like, I got every single one. Like, i got to catch them all philosophy. That 90s mentality doesn't leave. Well, they just recently <laughs> came out with, like, a... Uh, Anniversary, like a ten-year anniversary with thirty movies on it of DCU oh, stuff. Blu-ray, all the DCU stuff for anyone. Well, we already have like I already yeah. have like ninety percent of them. You have all of them. So for anyone who only has like maybe one or two, this released a Blu-ray with all of like from basically Superman, Doomsday to now. Oh, so, that's oh, sweet. that's cool, dude. That's yeah, Brandon. That might be the one. Well, because how how many do you have? Do you just have some of the Batman ones more than anything? Yeah, most of the Batman ones. I do have some of like. Is like Justice League War part of that, or is that totally yeah, different? Yeah, Justice League War is part of that. Yeah, I do have that and uh, a couple of the other ones, but I don't have them all, that's for sure. The only no. real Bruce Tim one that's on there would be like Gods of Monsters and um, and uh, uh, the Harley Quinn one. Okay, all right. Do you know if they do that? Does that can uh, also include? I already own this one. I don't know why I'm asking, but the Gotham Knight. You know, like the, it's supposed to be like the Dark Knight kind of animated continuance thing. Have you heard about this? You know what I'm talking kind about? Kind of loosely. Like, I heard it's meant to be kind of like, uh, they were advertising you, like, here's what takes place between Batman Begins and Dark Knight. Then I listened to the audio commentary. Yeah. They're like, it could, it could not. <laughs> You're right, yeah, long. It could, I, it I don't know. Yeah, uh, Kevin what do you think of this? Well, it's weird seeing an animation. Yeah, it is kind of weird seeing it, like, in the anime style. It's, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that Gotham Knight is like the one where I'm kind of like meh on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's definitely interesting. I caught, some of the shots almost to me makes him look like Michael Keaton as Batman. So I thought that was kind of interesting. 
Not yeah. all the shots, but some of them. I was like, that's kind of cool, but it's not one of my favorites. But it's not the. I guess it's not the, the worst. Yeah, that that one. Yeah, it's not bad, but it's yeah, it's not the like the greatest. Okay, that thirty movie collection. It's not a bad deal, but it's it's two hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah. How many movies in there? For what you're getting, it's not bad because you get thirty movies. But yeah, two hundred bucks though is. That is still a pretty sweet collection. If you just didn't have any yeah. of them, like that'd be pretty sweet. It sounds like for you, you'd probably be better off just cherry picking them. Because the upside of those DCU movies is you can kind of pick them up used on Amazon for next like kind of cheap. And I bought yeah. lots of mine sometimes too. I'd pick them up like it, kind of like a like just kind of big Blu-ray and DVD stores, and you can find them for like five bucks used sometimes because they don't mm-hmm. hold their value super well, but. So here we go. Here's the list just for – it fits well for our podcast. Why not? You get Superman Doomsday. You get Justice League New Frontier. You get the Wonder Woman movie. You get Green Lantern First Fright, Flight. <laughs> Fright. Uh, you get Batman Under the Red Hood. Superman Batman Apocalypse. Batman Year One. Justice League Doom. Dark Knight Returns. Superman Unbound. Flashpoint Paradox. Justice League War. Son of Batman. Batman Ar- Assault on Arkham. Justice League uh, Throne of Atlantis, Batman and Robin, Justice League Gods and Monsters, Batman Bad Blood, Justice League Teen Titans, Killing Joke, Justice League Dark, The Judas Contract, and Harley Quinn. And this is plus six. I don't know what that means. Public Enemies, I didn't hear that. Ah. This Public Enemies. Did I not say that? I heard heard Apocalypse. Oh, I guess maybe Maybe it's on there, though. Yeah, that's right. I I don't see that one on there. And they... And this would be the other thing, is I wonder if it has all the oh, special yeah. features, because that's it almost is. like one of the best yeah. parts about them. Oh, it, oh, it's got brand Ooh. new special features, so they're trying to get us yeah. who already have them to come back and buy them. It comes with the shorts in there. Maybe that might be what they're kind of talking about, too. The shorts are pretty good. There's like there's the one disc that uh, is called uh, Superman Shazam, and it's got like six little shorts in there, or five shorts. That's really good. Um that might be what the six plus is. Might be like kind of some of those. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they don't just name them all off on there. Where's that good Amazon fan that's gonna put down the thing where it says every single one of them? Just like, <laughs> I don't know why I'm checking this. Like, like I'm questioning. Like I'm guessing those six other ones because I didn't. Th- I don't think I mentioned. Did I mention the the one we were just talking about? The <laughs> Batman uh, Gotham Knight, the Dark Knight one. The yeah, Gotham Knight. I don't. Yeah, I didn't see that on the list. Oh, so that oh, might right, be right. one the of them. Six others. Yeah. Oh, and it comes with a big like collectible book. Comes with all. It says over twenty hours of special features, so that must be all the the old stuff wow. plus two hours of That's new content. Nice. That's pretty. That is pretty sick, though. It's one of those ones. Like if you didn't own any of these, or you barely owned them, this would be a yeah, pretty yeah, sweet true. set to have. Not gonna lie. Perfect Christmas present for anybody out there. You know what? Such a good Christmas present that if you want to help support Old Man Orange Podcast in a real easy way of only spending $200 on Amazon, nothing extra, I will put a little link in on this episode because I think this is the perfect place for this. You know, I mean, I'll have the link for Superman or Sub-Zero Batman, but also this DC Anniversary Collection is something of itself. You know what I mean? It is 32 discs of all around awesome that you need to have if you don't have it come on it's dcu it's the best movies they've made in the last 10 years out of any movie movie studio out there i say hands down come on like some of these are the best films i have ever seen 
That's for sure. That's my spiel. It froze for a second for me, so I was just kind of standing just waiting, <laughs> yeah. looking at everybody just like, you looking at me to say Same something here. or just froze? <laughs> <laughs> good deal. Good deal. I agree. I agree. That's probably what happened. Really? You, but, you think um... Nazis are awesome? Wait, what? No. I... Whoa, wait a minute here. Batman wouldn't say that. But also they, they said <laughs> Nutty by, by Nature was recommended <laughs> on the related videos on that. <laughs> They're like, you know, because Ryan really likes it, so. I forgot about that fucking band. Uh, yeah. Oh. No, that's the, the, uh, the nut job too movie. I was thinking, the, I was thinking the, like, the early 90s, like, like <laughs> hip-hop R&B band. <laughs> oh, that's funny, but, um. But yeah, but this is probably a good place to wrap it up because plus it's getting late. They for sure you have. In there, yeah. Hey, you know, for you guys, you breached the midnight hour. Oh, time, man. We're so glad to have you on. We'd like to get you on again sometime. Yeah, that'd be awesome. For, yeah. Hey, there's more Batman out there, and Justice League's coming up. So. And Justice League is coming up here in a few days. Right, well, this Thursday I might catch it a little bit early. So. Yeah, <laughs> I'm know, excited I for it. For that. And I, I'm really glad they brought Danny Elfman back, huh? Can you yeah. believe that? Yeah. I... Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't realize that. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, really exciting. Yeah, we have a whole <laughs> podcast to talk about. Yeah. So we get all kinds of stuff. I know we got Justice League. <laughs> and then also too, it'd be fun to go down because pretty much like the entire like five years or so we've done this podcast. Pretty much, if there was a DCU movie that came out, we pretty much have covered it. But there is some of those movies that came out prior to our show that's like well like justice league new frontier we could go back and do an episode on that yeah. doomsday you know batman mystery of batwoman you know there there is like all these ones that'd be kind of fun to do little retrospects on and go back in time rewatch, and you know talk all about it have some good times remember what it was we got the 30th anniversary or not the 30th the 10th anniversary collection you can you can see <laughs> them all on 36 discs it'll be amazing like it's the best thing you can have, but but yeah, thanks again, Brandon, for coming on yeah. and talking all things Batman <laughs> and more. <laughs> awesome. But uh, make sure to check out oldmanoilings.com for more podcasts, cartoons, music, and more. Check out Pizza Boys, Boys of a Z comic on Comixology and Amazon. And make sure to see, or see... Make sure to listen hey, to Arnold website, Radio News oh, and see. Yeah, I don't know. You see can, maybe you can see him. I'm not too sure. Latest Arnold news. So yep. there's some for the eyeballs there. <laughs> so, so there's all kinds of fun stuff there, and there's always good material on both those places. And I'm Ryan so make sure you check all I'm that Brandon out. Crumb. Until then, I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. Thanks, folks. Later our special guest, and we will see you some other time. Again, Brandon, thanks for coming on the show. It was great having you. It's always a good time whenever you guys come on the show. Yeah, I know. It's. I think uh, our energies mesh well, so it's. I feel like we should all hang out in person sometime. I wish I was over in Cali. I know. Nice, but, I, know, I, I but gotta yeah. go hang out with Randy Jennings and yeah. go see Terminator 2, so I'm getting closer. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you, you'll, you'll do it. Now you just gotta see. Now you just see. Randy. Now you just gotta, gotta meet. Uh, you guys gotta meet uh, Ryan and Brandon now. I know exactly. 
My my goal was to go meet Ryan when if I go to the Arnold Classic. That's still kind of a toss up at the moment. I know it's getting closer and closer, but it's like okay. Yeah. It, it's the only thing that kind of like everything about that trip is cheap except for the airplane tickets. It's like God, the, the, those airplane tickets just weren't like. <laughs> yeah. It's like because whenever you're going to those kind of if, like yeah. if I went to New York, I could go there for like literally like a third the price. But since I'm going out to Ohio, it's yeah. like God, it's like it's like almost like eight hundred bucks per ticket. It's like jeez. Well, that's pretty crazy. Wow. I know. I'm like almost like, guys, might as well drive. I mean, I know that's going to take like an extra <laughs> couple of days, but still. By that point, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, yeah so it's true. one of those ones. At some point, we will all like merge and finally meet somewhere in the future. That'd be cool. But um, but till yeah. then, you're, at in, least you're, we in, got... you're in Florida, right? Yeah, I'm in Florida right now. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's beautiful sunshine all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so you know. I guess California, parts of it are kind of like that. Yeah, down south, but yeah. yeah. I, heard when, when say, I heard someone say like one time, like, reason I think people from California don't like to go to Florida is they already have their own Disneyland. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's an interesting that's the theory. <laughs> like, that's the reason yeah. they never went to Florida. Like, well, we already have Disneyland here. I'm like, there's, there's more Florida than <laughs> that. But, yeah, right. Yeah, it's like plenty more, but. Florida is always yeah. like the like the There's one the upper theme parks. It's like everything in Florida seems to be just like, oh, you got that ride at Disneyland. Well, guess what we got at Disney World? Or you got that ride yeah. at Universal Studios. Well, guess what we got at Universal? What they call it there? Is it Universal World? What? No, they don't. Universal, Universal Adventures. Orlando, Universal Orlando. Or maybe yeah, that's what they call yeah. it. But everything just seems better in Florida as far as theme parks go, which makes me kind of wonder. It's like, does California just have all these weird tax codes that? prevents <laughs> yeah. them from having this where florida is just like possible. free reign <laughs> i would imagine so well florida's like well yeah because we use cuban slave labor to make it all possible <laughs> <laughs> what you didn't know that was florida's dirty secret what you never saw scarface what do you think happened to him after the 80s <laughs> yeah that's true they gotta go somewhere <laughs> building disney what, what? There's, there's the robot chicken like sketch where it's like the reanimated head of Walt Disney goes on a robot. He's like, he loves the flesh of Cuban children. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? They got to the point where you just like you're at like Disneyland, Florida, or Disney World, and all of a sudden you see this guy like that guy looks like a spitting image of Tony Montana, and then it's oh. like you realize later it's like, oh my god, it is Tony Montana. That's what happened to him. He didn't actually die. He's just working at Disney World now. <laughs> what you want? <laughs> You want the goofy mask? You want the you want the Mickey mask? Yeah. You gotta tell me, man. <laughs> Talking to you. That's good. Oh, that'd be pretty oh, sweet. God. Well, Brandon, we gotta do this again sooner than later. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Let me know if you're up for up for it. I'm always down. So we find a, the right topic. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah, exactly. We might just have to find a better way of communication than Twitter. Twitter feels like it's like it's like almost like sending a mail, like an actual message yeah, out, yeah, like in the post right office. In your, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but other than that, though, I think yeah, I can't wait to do more. Or I pick like another like old like DC movie we haven't done yet. Mm-hmm. As I cool. said, there's still a lot left, so that's oh, kind yeah. of the cool there's part. Plethora, which is pretty awesome. So I appreciate you guys having me here, but I'm gonna hit the hay because it's getting late. I gotta get up early, but it's been a lot of fun, and uh, I'm sure I'll be seeing you guys later. All right. Sounds good, good Brandon. Man. We'll Take talk care. to you in a bit. Peace. Peace. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.
Thanks for listening to the Old Man Orange Podcast. Check out our website at oldmanorange.com for even more podcasts, cartoons, videos, music, and more. Send us an email at oldmanorangepodcast at yahoo.com. Be sure to subscribe, share, rate, and review us on iTunes, Podomatic, or any of the other fine sites we might be located on. And if you want to help out even more, click on the Amazon or GameStop links on our webpage before you make any purchases there. Won't cost you a penny, but it sends us a little something our way. Thanks for listening, and tune in next week to Old Man Orange.